Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. If you metro don't trust you, I'm going to bam, bam, bam. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levins. My name is Angus. And guess what, fam? What? And you, Angus. Thank you. Um, we're gonna have a hell of an episode tonight. This is uh, well, I'd say two weeks in the making. Yeah, it's um, it's three weeks. Much. Three weeks. Are we not recorded in three weeks because we didn't record a little case la- of the busies. <laughs> last week was your the worst week of the year for you. The worst week of the year for me. Best year of uh, best worst year of the year. year yes. <laughs> <laughs> the week before that, I was in Singapore. Yeah, two weeks. You, you, were, you were in Singapore from the 7th of January, I believe. No. From the something to something. I was there for, I was there for about like nine days or up, so it's possible that I missed two You are there from the 14th. It's been a while, fam. And we're, <laughs> but we're back. We're here. What's the time difference in Singapore? Like what? Three, what three, based Singapore's on December? Three, three hours behind, but also it's 2014. It's also 2014 there. Yeah. So, Skrilly's tw- tweeting the N-word. <laughs> it's just... It's a wild place. I believe that was 2013. It was 2013. But they're, they're just finding out about it. <laughs> no, it was still there. The he cops hadn't, he just, hadn't deleted it yet. Yeah, the cops just said Twitter's okay now in Singapore. Do they still arrest people for chewing gum? Or is that just one of those myths like Japan is too expensive? And if you swallowed um, gum, a, a does, watermelon seeds, a watermelon will grow out of your butt. Somebody told me that, that if I you eat apple seeds... That looked like a boyfriend. Um, apple seeds are poisonous. And I was like, no way, you idiot. And then I read it and it's like, yeah, it's cyanide. And like, don't eat apple seeds. <laughs> but like, you have to extract the. Yeah, it's just like part. don't eat it. It's just like don't eat bullets. Like the gun's <laughs> fine. Like you won't eat, shoot yeah, it. Eat the trigger. Eat the trigger. Eat the hammer of the gun. Eat the eat the eat, you know the the pistol bit itself. The grip, but don't eat the bullet. The grip. It'll all come together, and the, you'll shoot somebody. The like uh, hypercolor plastic grip around all guns. Water pistols. Yep. Super circus. Uh, so Trade on the show month. today, um, Angus, we're going to talk mm. about three movies. Yeah, we we got a we, we got a sudden case of going to the movies again. We got on our Margaret and David's, and we've been getting those stubs. We've been getting that pop hot popcorn. We've been seeing some Oscar contenders. I've been spending a lot of time in the dark, and this time it's been at the movies, and it's been a real good time. And no one's been arresting you. No us. one's been arresting me. Pee Wee and I are just fine. We're just watching. <laughs> We're here for Paddington. It's okay. So the three movies we're going to talk about later in the show are Coco, mm-hmm. um, which we spoke about earlier, but I was the only one that's seen it. Angus has seen it too now. It's the yep. latest Pixar joint. Uh, we're going to talk, bring back our beloved segment, Hey Famine, yep. for some anime talk. And also uh, asked for you to donate for us for the 40-hour famine, which is coming up. No, the 40-hour Hey Famine. The 40-hour Hey Famine, in which, hey uh, famine, in which I watch watched nothing but anime. One Piece. 
You watch One Piece. I watch you watch Every One Piece. Every episode of One Piece. <laughs> I'm making sure you're not falling asleep. You watch Evangelion and, and I watch the uh, gamers. That's that's in 40 hours. We have to do it. That's up. like a that's only like like six hours though. All and it's uh, unfair to me because you're watching an absolute like. Hey, Gamers is, is one of the standouts of last year. Gamers is a Carly Rae Jespin song. It's great and enjoyable, I'm sure. But <laughs> but I'm talking uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion is a Britney song. It's, we're still singing it. We're still talking about it. So we're seeing, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Japanese movie, um, which is Mary and the Witch's uh, Flower. I, I believe it's called anime or Chinese cartoon. Of course, the beloved Chinese cartoon makers. Um, <laughs> All the way from Ghibli. Japan. Um, it's a new studio. From studio Ponok. Yeah, yeah, which is... Is that like a pun on Ponyo? No, it's not. Um, it, I was re- it's a Greek word that means something. Cool. Like Ghibli means something. It's an Arab... Uh, it's Arabic. Cool. Yeah. They love to... T- it's like how we fetishize... Um, you know, we go to we go to Indonesia. You and I once a year we get cool ass Chinese letters on our arms. We come back, we find out it says like this man's cock is on fire <laughs> for the wrong reason. You know what I mean? I think they fetishize. And we, and we wanted to say this man's butthole is is wet. <laughs> you like, dude? I asked for the wet butthole. Wet butthole definitely have, sounds like I have th- this man's butthole is wet written on my back in <laughs> seven different languages now. Every it's new true. country I visit, it's the first thing I do. Um, it's it's your passport. To life. That's it. Yeah, they stamp. They, they, they I don't stamp need that. a passport. They just stamp. <laughs> and my... they check the butthole. <laughs> this man is wet. Get him in. Hey, <laughs> this man is not wet. Out of the country. How did Singapore like Speaking it? of wet buttholes, yeah. the third movie we're going to talk about is a little movie that uh, is the most nominated movie at the Oscars this year. Yeah, uh, has like it's got a little case of Return of the Kings <laughs> and Titanic. Um, and it is uh, the Shape of Water, the latest film by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I saw yesterday. El Shapo de Agua is maybe something someone learning to speak his uh, home language might mispronounce it as. Is it actually called that? I, no, it's not. The Shapo is not a word. <laughs> it is water is agua though, so that's true. It's one for four. You're almost there. <laughs> it's a quarter of it. Uh, uh, yeah, but before we talk about movies, Angus, mm. um, life update. Well, I mean, okay, life <laughs> update, but also. There've, there's been two Nintendo Directs and announcements since we last recorded. There was the Nintendo Oh, Direct, yeah, the cardboard. <laughs> the Nintendo Direct Mini, and they announced Nintendo Labo. It's so funny too. that I forgot about, about both Directs. When everyone's talking about those Directs, the real, the real story's out there. They're shutting down Mitomo. <laughs> Did you see that? We, we, we used the fuck out of that for I know. a while. I liked that. It was kind of... It was of, great. I loved... It was um, shit. I loved using two shit. gigabytes of data every time I used it to, to find out when someone's birthday was. <laughs> it was great. Uh, it's getting shut down, like, very soon. Their first attempt at uh, an online... Sorry, a, um, a mobile game. It was definitely the blueprint to their Animal Crossing pocket edition or whatever. Isn't it funny that I that I sunk many, many hours into You haven't played it. I, I know. Haven't, I haven't played a second of Animal Crossing one. This guy hates animals. <laughs> Peter I, hates him. I need I think last last year I put way too much time into that fucking Magic Harp game. And oh yeah, you made were, me think long and hard about mobile games. You were like good for shit mobile games last year. Like you were and fine. And for the rest of my life. Yeah, you were fine. Yeah. Yeah, you were like, I don't need this. What was the other one you used to uh, jam on? Sum Sum. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember sitting in the driveway of my house while you were Sum Summing. And I don't know whether to say I think you should stop or just to watch what was happening I in actually front of put, I put real life money into that. Yeah, that's I'll, always fine. I think that's fine. I think if you do no more than 20 a year, you're fine. Yeah, I did. Like a in lot, various... A lot more than 20. Hundreds? A year. Uh, yeah, a couple hundred. Yeah. Remember when Kanye tweeted about how kids shouldn't... They should be a certain like setting that kids can't buy 
in-game stuff. With the, with the same anger and passion and caps lock as he does when he tweets about people misunderstanding him yeah. as a person. Yeah. I mean, that just humanized him even more, you know? <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk about Nintendo um, very soon, but yeah, you're right, Angus. It's still a life update. You've been busy. I've been I've been traveling. You've been international. I've been to Singapore. You've been a man of mystery. Um, you told many tales of when you were young and, and in mm. Singapore. You were there for your fifth birthday. Regaled in all things Singaporean. And I took my uh, my four year old son and my one year old daughter and Look, my thirty three year old <laughs> wife to Singapore. Their ages combined was how old I was. It's like you were trying to recreate my my my. <laughs> 36. No, not your wife. But also, my, 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 my mouth is, 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 is abominable. One of me, it took two children to reach my age. <laughs> tried, that's, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was so similar. I was, it was January as I, do, well. I try to recreate your youth with my children. Wouldn't it be great if I gave you like a blow by blow? My parents gave you of what we did and you were just trying to recreate my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> For your kids. Well, I did go somewhere that you went on your birthday when you were in Singapore. And, and it was, was close the, to your the, son's birthday the as well. The Tintin shop. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Singapore. The Singapore Zoo. I was and the Singapore Zoo too. Yeah, right. And I was like, how them big turtles? And sure so- enough. Uh, this is a little bit of a parenting uh, little insight for, for all, the, all the parenting heads. Do we have a sting in. for that? Um, yep. I'm going to hit the, the sting for it right now. I'm pressing the button. It's on you, I guess. Uh, uh, it's me, Adam Sandler. Look after your kids. <laughs> um, the difference between a four-year-old and a five-year-old is vast. And we would go to like, places like the zoo... Mm. All the touristy shit that we thought we had to do because we had children. Five-year-olds love the zoo. Four-year-olds are like, oh, cool for an hour. And then yeah. it's just exhausting and overwhelming. It's and a they, hot and place, And they want right? to do like all the inane activities instead of like What's actually that? seeing like animals. Drawing like, an outline of a penguin on oh, a piece of paper. There's a tent next to the gift shop. I want to go mm-hmm. lie down in the tent. It's not a, get out of here, you fool. You have a tent in your bedroom, Archie. <laughs> I wish we were in our uh, home country so I could ground the shit out of here in front of all these Singaporeans. <laughs> Um, but the zoo is a good place. It's, it's a great it's a zoo, isn't zoo. it? My favorite place that we went to, the favorite touristy BS thing I did was the Art Science Museum, which oh, is yeah. a weird, like, kind of like white baseball glove looking thing near the Marina Bay Sands. Is it like Questacon on crack? Man, there's this just wild exhibit. That's a Canberra reference. Um, oh, Peking Duck, if you're listening. That's for you. We got you. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't win Hot This is the most Peking Duck friendly podcast ever. <laughs> I reckon, yeah, we, I reckon we'd at least be in the top three podcasts. That support that, Peking Duck. That have mentioned Peking Duck. Definitely. 100%. Um, we could get him on here. I reckon Tiger Lily has on her podcast. I, and or, I think Timmy Trumpet has a podcast too. I reckon he Do you reckon that. they've been on the um, Friendly Geordies podcast? I reckon um, he, they would deny it. Hey, Wired. No. Wired. G- Friendly Geordies self-help channel. Tired. Friendly Geordies political channel. Do you agree? What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? You know, like, Wired sh- Magazine would say, like, some cool new trend and then some, like, old trend. Oh, right. Saying, like, you know, it's funny that Friendly Geordies has, like, a self-help channel where he, like, is himself. Ugh. It's but, insane. And for those probably- who don't know, I think we've talked about him in the past. Friendly Geordies is, like, this um, Australian... Uh, he's not even a YouTuber. He's a vlogger on Facebook. Um, yeah. And good. he makes, makes made political videos for the last few years that, you know, even though I, I didn't like his shtick from the get-go, but he had a lot of supporters... That are people like you and me, Angus. And then as the years went well, on... Well, they weren't like you and I. He, well, I mean, like, you know, friends of ours definitely were like... Oh, friends this, of ours. This from day dot, I thought he was dumb. Yeah. I was going to say, you and me, are, we're, 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 a little, we're a little wiser. Are we, uh, we hang out with idiots is what I'm saying. Yeah, right? we, we, we may be in the same paddock as uh, the farm animals, but we let the sheep <laughs> flock. I just remembered one hilarious tidbit. So this, this vlogger... Um, 
has recently just kind of gone mad Insane. and makes like borderline offensive videos and doesn't give a shit. He's like, that's you know, not new for in, him either. No, like, but like, yeah, made... totally. He's always been doing like broad ethnic stereotypes in his videos that are mm. also about like, you know, this faux woke. Not to mention he's paid for by the opposition. The, uh, <laughs> he's on, he's yeah, on yeah, payroll. He political the... donations. Oh, no, no, sorry. He doesn't donate politically. No, he was he on gets, the payroll. He, oh, right. Straight up. Yeah. That's strange. It seems like a waste. That's why everything's labor friendly. Anyway, you know where he spent fifteen dollars of, oh, sorry, twenty dollars of that uh, ALP Sum-sum. money? No, the Hey Fam live episode that we did. Oh, that's right. It was at our first live episode. Man, and that's right because you and I were like, "Fuck, we've we've really not been nice to him on the podcast." <laughs> Have we? I don't think we'd mentioned him at the. Delay. We don't talk about him, look. I don't know him personally. I'm just talking about his work. I, I think yeah. it's crass. Mm. Oh, I so said that latest video is fucking crook. Yeah, it really uh, missed every shot fired. So Angus, the Art Science Museum in Singapore. Tell me about it. Uh, this, you know, very, like, like I would say, like, the powerhouse museum, Questacon, yeah, on crack, but, like... Is it aimed at children like, or... Not, like, like, they have, like, like art exhibitions and things that are, you know, strictly for adults. But they like have full this, naked titty art that you're like, sorry, <laughs> dude, I can't, you can't come in here. Daddy's got to go in by himself. Full naked titty art. <laughs> like Mona Lisa getting... FNT art Yeah um, You know when you put like The purple light on old art And then like You see the original sketches you see, And it's you like see their Da Vinci's like Just drawing massive Massive honkers On um On um uh, Mona Lisa And you're like Damn science And art Now I just have like Visions of like You with like A ultraviolet Like light But like strapped to your head Like a miner just, just looking at people naked Yeah just <laughs> Looking at old artworks Hey I would do that That's, that's like it's like someone draw that for put us. Put me in please. a turtleneck. Mission Impossible. Mo- Mission Impossible. Me into the Louvre. Remake just, the, the National Treasure movies. Except yep. instead of Nicolas Cage, it's just Angus trying to look at all famous works of, of art. Titties. And I'm like perplexed by David. I'm like, but he's already naked. But somehow David. <laughs> it's a riddle. Has, David has big honkers. <laughs> yeah, I'm like damn David on his dick. Damn David. It's like his balls <laughs> he's become. Got, he's got honky dick. His balls become huge ass titties. <laughs> And it's only funny when you say it in an accent. Sure. If you go huge ass titties, it's like actually offensive. Huge ass. I apologize to our listeners with either huge asses. <laughs> and so that's funny. <laughs> or, or, or breast. But when you say it with an accent, I do not apologize. Thank you so much. Thanks. For being so genuine. So the at the Big Ass Titty Museum. That's right. The Big Ass Titty Museum. With the adult there's, there's, art. there's a place that kids are allowed to go that, that where they've just no... Small titty art. Just well, one. There's... there's there's one big ass titty on the front, so it's just like <laughs> get it out of your system, kids. All right, you, you, this, is the, this is the one you're gonna see. Honk on that big old. There's nipple none over past there. past this past this uh, line. There's yeah. no more big ass titties. But kids we'll, got a tough this. But we'll give you one, and when you when you come back when you're old enough, you can see if you can see the other. Yeah, and that's like everyone remembers their first beer. Everyone remembers their first <laughs> their first UV light UV light titty, titty experience. It's so good. Um, so there's, there's this like uh, futuristic kind of. Like almost like playground um, with <sighs> heaps of like weird technology, um, and there's like a like a interactive slide where you like slide down and you've got to hit fruit on the way, and if you hit certain fruit, it bounces Whoa. up the screen that you slide down, um, which is really really. Did you cool. do that? Yeah, of course. My um, Tilly, my Did one. You go for the big watermelons. Too <laughs> big. There was only one at the. Damn, at the, at they the door, know you're the in the door. kids section. Yeah. Um, but the coolest thing was, um, and apparently it's at the powerhouse in Sydney at the moment. It, it, oh, yeah. This ginormous city being projected on the wall. And then there is like all these paper crafts. Like basically it's like, mm. like, like just a whole bunch of crayons and papers. And, um, and out like um, uh, templates for vehicles and 
and houses and, and, and planes and stuff like that. And um, you, you, you color in a pattern mm. or whatever onto the, onto the drawing and then you... 2D scan, drawing, 2D, 2D piece of paper. 2D piece of paper. Then you scan it in and it shows up on the screen in this town as a 3D object. That's so good. So I drew the HeyFam logo. That's so great. And uh, yeah. Did, the, did you get a lawsuit from me immediately? Immediately, <laughs> my, my phone blew up. <laughs> yeah. Someone just comes over. Excuse me, sir, your child's missing. Oh, wait, sorry. You've been served by uh, Angus in Australia. And uh, I just uh, he I had to steal Angus some um, some big titty art from upstairs. Sorry, and the the, the he settled out of, out of court. And then uh yeah, then everybody joined the Patreon. But uh yeah, the Hey Fam uh, the Hey Fam truck yeah, that's so good. We're dro- international. Dro- drove around the art science museum that's for a good so hour. Wild. Or so. That's so cool. Yeah, and that's cool, so great. But then you also like um so in order to refresh all of the um all of the artwork mm. that that goes up onto the screen so like people can continually add to add new things to it so your um, one so if someone could take the hay fam truck well no no, no. so oh, like no, it's not there the it's, it's only out there for a finite amount sure, of time sure, because sure, sure. there's a massive um, monster oh wow that walks around stomping in all the buildings and cars that's terrifying but then you you paint you, you that's why you need to color in the the planes sure because the planes fight the monster and eventually oh the monster like either goes away or dies it's so crazy yeah yeah i think there's a, a, a guy i work with was telling me he did something similar at sydney and he was like yeah we're drawing stuff and you hold on to this thing and it immediately is like rendered and interactive and stuff live it could be different but it's yeah. not like a similar principle yeah, it sounds like, yeah my dad said it was something, something similar to that's so cool that. and then once you've like you know had enough fun like like and then you can also like it's, you, it's a touch screen as well even though it's projected on the so wall you can touch the cars you can stuff. touch like, the projector picks it up or and whatever. they interact and, and they like bounce react around to and you. shit yeah man um and then imagine you getting can, that uv light up in that room <laughs> touching that wall with your tongue <laughs> you can then scan in your pictures at one more time and then it, it gives you the template um printed out so you can then cut it out and make a, your own 3D object. Oh, like a paper. box art thing. Yeah. Like a cut. Remember that, that shit was big, wasn't it? When we all had printers. Yeah, it's called Nintendo Labo, motherfucker. I was about to say, you know what this whole thing sounds like, Labo? Like with Shigeru Miyamoto in the background with a UV light, but also binoculars. <laughs> um, and just staring at some big old honkeronos and coming up with the cardboard <laughs> idea. They're like, Shigi, you spent all of our research money on looking at nude... Um, like ancient art, you idiot! You have to come back for the big presentation, and he's like, "Uh, it's cardboard." <laughs> he just sees cardboard in the ground on like by the bin, waiting to be collected by the trash man. And they're like, "You genius!" Or he's now like, "Tell me about that big ass titty." They're, yeah, they're, they're like, "Hey, you know, Shiggy, you went to all the, all the art galleries for research for this new Nintendo yeah. project, and you spent and two million. What's the UV light? Are we gonna get into VR? Is it tracking stuff? Like, what ideas have you come out with?" And he's like looking around the room, looking around, and he sees someone like hand over like a valentine. Valentine's Day card, and he's like, "Oh, um, card, card." And then you see someone like doing an, doing an ollie on a on a oh yeah oh, oh yeah or, or, or someone asleep board. and bought cardboard, and then it, the magic happened. It's just like it. congratulations, you did it again. Um, now I, I'm surprised. He normally he always goes like uh, I swear, like half his video game ideas came about from him fucking around in his garden, doing nothing. The he's, guy obviously doesn't want to work at Nintendo. <laughs> he's like showing up late. He's like, "Where are you? Oh, I'm in my garden." <laughs> Um, Wait, yes. it wasn't that. Uh, no, I won't go there. Not yet. No, give it a little. It's bring, too early. Bring it back up later. Yeah. We're no, eight, we're I don't think I'll bring this. It's the wrong podcast. Oh, really? What's the right? It's, it's the right more one. of a. <laughs> it's uh, more of a deep end. It's more, yeah, it was more of a green light boys joke. <laughs> um, when are you going to record a new episode of that? Actually, this week. Wow, life update. Yeah, a lot of stuff. The world's um, the world the world's had a lot of changes that we need. I need to embrace. Okay, good. It's the right time. Excellent. Look forward to hearing. It was a Logan a Paul joke. Of, oh, really? Yeah, it was, off, it was off. I'm good for Logan Paul. It was, it was off. 
Japan. I can't Liverpool. wait to hear it in green light, boys. Though. Exactly. So if you want to hear a really offensive joke. Um, so yeah, Singapore was sick. Um, I, I think once we realized that the kids don't really love the... Why did you pick Singapore? Was that Did you guys have like a pool of places where you're like... Mm. It was like you can do a direct flight there. The flight's only like seven, eight hours. That's so yeah. Um, it's like going to Perth and then going... To and, the art gallery in and, Perth and, the, and at least one of the flights Is a day flight Like flying overnight mm. With kids fucking sucks Yeah um, And also like We heard that it was A very kid friendly place to, and, and it's quite small And easy to get around mm-hmm. um, Was all that true? Yeah absolutely Everyone was telling us To go to Sentosa Island Because that's where like Universal Studios And I don't have that an yet. aquarium And a butterfly garden Shit are Sure And um, after the I zoo, thought that the, was the airport There's one at the airport too <laughs> I was um, like And uh, after, after the zoo I was like You know what I don't want to go to Some dumb fucking tourist island like, You're like I, See him Wife and kids, I'm going to Universal Studios. Yeah, which and like their main attraction there is a Transformers ride and a Shrek village. They don't have the Harry Potter world. It's not worth exactly. Going. If, if like, they did, I would yeah. totally go. But yeah, for sure. Um, but I uh, yeah. So we we just decided fuck Sentosa Island, and we just spent another day. Like you know, if you if you just you take the kids to the park in the morning, then you can just eat hawker food all day. And they get tired, and then you can eat. And I smashed so many of those beers. How um, many of those? These like, my friend today. <laughs> he's been traveling recently, and he's like. Man, I think I got an infection while traveling. I'm really sick. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm laughing. And I'm like, damn, man, that sucks. And then today, that was two days ago. And today he messaged me. He's like, oh, it's, uh, it's actually just alcohol. Like, I've damaged my liver. Well, I didn't get on, on the same level as your, as your friend. Well, but it's, uh, um, it's a certain sense. <laughs> so does that make sense? It does, absolutely. Yeah. It's a well-known Sydney teacher. That That's pretty wild, with. isn't yeah. it? He's such a responsible adult. Yeah, it was supposed to go out for my birthday dinner next week. He's been overseas the whole time. He's like, "Yeah, we, I might not have to drink." I'm like, "That's that's fine." And he's like, "I don't know if it's fine for me." <laughs> it's just he's gonna kill himself. <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, the the just I swear, like Southeast Asia, like that's the best place to eat, the best place to drink. All the beer is super cold and easy to smash. What was the many, best beerosies that you were smashing? And I don't mean like. The the hoppiest or the taste. No, I mean, like the one you could mean, just that? get everywhere that was always a killer. Well, time. T- Tiger on Tap is. I, I don't like Tiger out of a bottle, but Tiger beer on Tap is Bruh, always a good time. You know, Market City Tavern, Sydney. You know, my one of my favorite bar hotspots. Someone that's right near my work. You know, the dingy old. Yeah, of course. Tiger on Tap. The dingiest. Yeah. yeah. Tiger on Tap. It's, it's like my number one bar. Don't go there if you're listening to this because I will not talk to you. Tiger on <laughs> Tap, but served to you outside, brought to your shitty little plastic table alongside some prawns yeah. that have been cooked over coals and some the best. Uh, satay sticks that's good vibe that's a good uh, that's a good sunday afternoon that's singapore baby and i was having a sunday afternoon seven every nights day a week. Right? yeah it was yes. great and the fucking indian beers over there like uh, take pride in being extra strong beers and they're all in tall boys and they're all like 8.5 percent alcohol damn you drink two of them you're fucked <laughs> like, that's so wild tall boys are so like obnoxious yeah they really are i had a um Four loco once and <laughs> and an edible and then I was supposed to go to this comedy show and I froze up. You made your own. It's the worst night ever. What the fuck would you get? Take drugs to go to a comedy show? I, did, I didn't know it was bad. I was an Uber driver again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lollipop. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. gummy, the gummy edibles. That's the, that. They're the ones that you. It was so the worst night of my life. Eat. I mean, eating weed. Is the, more, the is worst so fucking dangerous? It's insane because there's like the sweet spot is like two less than you've already had. It's the but worst. You, you only took those extra two because it didn't kick in yet, and then it was this nice little lollipop was chocolate. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I'll have this four loco because I'm in America and it's funny. See, the, the, the Uber driver gave you a four loco and a chocolate 
edible. Man, this story is so funny. The Uber driver, we're still friends on Facebook. <laughs> this, is, this is four years ago now, three, three years ago. Does this ago. count as your life update or have you got more to give us after this? Man, he was on The Price is Right recently of Drew Carey. I've seen the footage. He almost won. No, you want a car. This guy's, I can't believe I haven't told you about this guy. His name's Vincent. He's so hilarious. He picked me up Uber driving once because I wanted to go to the Getty Museum. You know the Getty? Yeah. And, and I was like, man. You had your UV light out. I had my UV light out. And I was like, I've got to look at some ancient ass Tito's. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, it's like 10, minute, <clears throat> 10 minutes away. I'll get an Uber. So he showed up. And he's like, oh, man, like your accent. I'm like, oh, okay. And then he's like, dude, Australians love to party, right? It's like one in the afternoon. Fuck. No, it was like 12 in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess. And then he's like, check out what I got. And he like pulled out. He's like, he's like I get headaches and put it in like quote quotations and had his like weed certificate. And he's like, where are you going? I'm like, to the Getty. He's like, man, that's sick. I've never been. I'm like do you want to come? And he's like, clocks off. He's like, all right, you don't have to pay. He's like, let's go to the Getty. He's like, I'm going to go get some weed oh first. He was my age as well. It was the best. <laughs> then we drive. <laughs> and I don't smoke, like, I don't smoke weed. Like, I bail. I reckon I, I can count on two hands how much in my life I've even inhaled weed. Like, it does, it, it's fine. It's not that I'm against it. Like, I, and I also don't freak out on it. I just, I, I, it's never really comes across my way. Well, it's like fun for a, a small amount of, like, you know, a few years of, in, from your, your teens to yeah, your Yeah, I just 20s. was just busy. Like, I was always working or I was always doing something. Like, yeah. I, I didn't really have like a slack. I'm not saying people who smoke at a slackers, but it, it was never available readily because I was either living by myself or with my parents. So, it wasn't like coming through a friend of a friend. There, or a, there is the very rare case of a human over 30 that like I... I Kevin can, Smith. I, I can see that smokes <laughs> weed regularly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I understand. Oh, I totally get it. And I get its medicinal like, yeah, properties. Yeah, yeah. And I get what it does for Kevin Smith and how his career has been so much better. After taking the weed. <laughs> but anyway, this guy's like, it's my second day there. I was there for like eight weeks. And he's like, all right. And he parks his like SUV, had an SUV. And he's like, I'm going to go inside. Um, don't move. And then he like went inside for this tiny little key shop for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, fuck, I, he, I bet he's a cop and he's like going to get me. And he, this is a test. He's trust movies, SUV. Fuck, his keys are in here. I started texting my friend, the sensei, who's in the country as well, somewhere else. I'm like, Man, I know I was supposed to meet him three days in San Francisco. But How just, long ago was this? It was 2014. Right. Probably just, was just up before we started Hey Fam. Remember when I did that huge road trip? It's currently what year it is in Singapore. Yeah. Skrilly is out there. <laughs> we out here. Uh, Dropping words. Remember show. when I drove from San Francisco to New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that. Um, and I'm like, man, I, I might die. Like, I have a feeling... But anyway, he came back and he's like, look what I got. And he had like this little pipe thing and we're just driving. He's like, you can control the music, man. Let's go to the Getty. And we just like got super smoked up in his car while we're driving. He's like, let's go to the 7-Eleven and get some beers. He's drinking. I'm drinking. It's like midday. <laughs> we're driving to the Getty completely ridiculously fuck-eyed. Then we park because they got parking there. And he's like, hey, man, let's go smoke behind the columns of like the car parks. So there's like people everywhere. I don't know why we did it. I was like in the zone. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I was in that like, yes man face <laughs> i was like yeah why not and then um i was fine and kind of it wore off and i was like all right it's like five i've got to go see my friend sam simmons perform tonight at the satellite this <laughs> tiny little like venue in silver lake and he's like cool man you can have this they gave me this because it's a first time customer thing and it was this little lollipop thing i'm like oh that's nice <laughs> so then i'm like chilling i'm like oh it's like eight i should go down oh i might have that little lollipop thing <laughs> and then drink this full loco and then i like froze Standing in line to get in. It's like 20 people. I've been put on the door. It's minuscule. It's a tiny place. Maria Bamford was there. Um, 
So many amazing comics were on that night, but I was there to see Sam, who I used to work with. And then out of the blue, I hear my name. I've gone with a friend, this Australian friend who I used to work with. This is, sorry, this is the longest digression. Great. Everyone's loving this. Um, they're probably not right. Or is it a good story? It's a great story. It gets even better. <laughs> so I'm standing there with my Australian friend. I used to work with at Borders when I was at university years ago. He's an actor and he lives over there now. So he's picked me up. We're standing in line and he knows about me. And like, so he's known some of my girlfriends and stuff. So we're standing in line talking and I'm like, man, this, this is really kicked in. Like I can barely talk. Like I'm like, this is actually worrying. Like I'm starting to lose control of, I can't talk. And I just lost the ability to talk. Um, and then from maybe 10 meters away, he, my name get called out and he's like, you won't believe who's behind you. And it was my ex-girlfriend <laughs> who, you know, <laughs> yeah. with two of her friends who I know who are all friends. So from Sydney, they all living together. And I haven't seen her for like three years. <laughs> she comes, she's like, what are you doing here? And I just couldn't respond. And I'm like, just going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and nodding. And then the whole night I was like hiding because I got so scared to see her. I was like hiding behind strangers in the venue. And that's my story. That's brilliant. Um, the funniest thing, dear listeners, that, uh, that, that makes that story as good as it was, is that the whole time Angus the visionary was, was telling that story, he's wearing a Dunkirk t-shirt. <laughs> So good. It says in cinemas now, I think. No, 2017. Where'd you even get that t-shirt? When I saw Dunkirk. It was on my chair. Um, it was a press screening, I might add. It wasn't just like Dunkirk, uh, Dunkirk merch was popping off that summer. That was a really... really was that a terrible side it a, story? It was a brilliant side story. Okay. Um, have you got any quick life update before um, we hit the half hour mark? I've been watching the MCUs in order for the first time since they came out. Um, I haven't really stopped and reflected on them. Where are you up to? Iron Man 3. Is that one just after the first it's phase two. movie? Yeah, Start of right, phase sure. two. Because um, Chloe and I are gearing up for um, Black Panther mm-hmm. and seeing Infinity it, War. Seeing it in two days, motherfuckers. I know, that's so good. Um, well, it's not so good because I wish I was. I, I don't like that news. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take back, I, wish, I take that back. Well, uh, it wouldn't work for me anyway. I'm working there. Just letting you know in case the person who's taking you got sick and then you're like, fuck, I have to find someone. <laughs> Uh, I can't make it. And the, the, the funny thing is that um, I'm only being taken to this because I think he's paying me back from when I took him to a screening that you gave. That me I couldn't go to your passes too. That's right. When you supported uh, the rapist Kevin Spacey for Baby Driver premiere. That's exactly what I set out to do, <laughs> and we'll continue to do in the future. So I don't want this blood money. <laughs> I don't want this ticket. Hope while you're sitting there, you know blood money that somewhere there's a certain place in hell for Brian Singer and Kevin Spacey in there high five and watching you go to the movies for free. <laughs> Right? Right. Um, yeah, I got the Dunkirk shirt on. <laughs> it's good. And has, it, has it Nolan or anyone on that movie done anything crook? No. It's fine. Yet. So, blood is on your hands. <laughs> At this point. At this point. Just you wait, Angus. Mark my words. Yeah, watching the MCU again. So, like, you know, they do what they say they do on the box, but they do it so well. There's some, like, Iron Man's age so well. The first Iron Man movie, it's like... Two's not even that bad. I know it's copped a bad thing. It's fine. Like, I think because you watch The Incredible Hulk before it <laughs> when you're going in order. So yeah. Is that your least favorite of what you've seen so far? It's not um, a good movie. It's just... I, I often wonder what it would be like if Edward Norton was still the Hulk or if Mark Ruffalo was in that film. Or, Mark ben- or Eric Banner was the Hulk. Or Eric Banner was in it. I just think it's still that... Uh, the sloppiness, and it's sloppiness is the wrong word, but the fact that Don Cheadle is in it in the later Iron Man films, who was such a like big character in the first one, 
and <clears throat> Edward Norton's completely replaced. I'm like, that wouldn't happen now. Like the MCU would... It would, it would take a death, I think, for somebody to be replaced. But you could tell it was like early days and stuff was getting figured out. And they probably hadn't, you know, they knew they wanted to do this, but they probably thought that they wouldn't be, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. The, like, the, the breadth and the extent of it. But other than that, it's great. Like, the first Avengers was so good again. I just, because the last time I've seen a superhero team up movie, don't know if uh, you heard a little podcast episode, but it, it's, it, it's damaging to say the least. And it came from the same guy, kind of. And I just kept marveling, and that's a pun. So it's damaging in a way. That was a pun for DC. I know you're seeing what I'm doing here. You, that you, you've earned that dunk. I earned that. Thank you. I can take it off if you want, and we can put it on the ground until we earn it, and maybe it'll be yours my, by the end of my the night. visionary co-host. Thank you. <laughs> I am like Kaz, um, Kaz Miller from um, Phantom Pain. Visionary. That's what he was called. He was called a visionary. Um, yeah, Avengers is so good. Because it's earned. Like, I watched them all within three days or something up into the Avengers. And I was like, man, this is earned. Like, it's such an earned film. You know what's a bummer? And I loved it at the time because it was such a good, like, oh my God, get excited for the next thing. But the bit, you know, the the, the post credit scenes, which you get from, oh, yeah. from the first Iron Man movie on the way, all the way to, yeah, to yeah, where yeah. we are now. Now we get fucking like six 20 of them. Yeah. yeah. Now we uh, don't even watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm out looking at titties at, on, on the being the foyer on all the posters. And you're like, come on in, the movie's over. <laughs> um, but Captain America The First Avenger Doesn't have a post-credit yes, scene It just has a fucking it, it, trailer It's a trailer I forgot that And I was like Oh awesome I forget the Captain America um, Post-credit scene Because I would remember each one Because they're so good Like the one after Cap- The best thing about Iron Man 2 Is the post-credit scene with the, Where they find the Thor, Thor one Thor's hammer that's, yeah. that's the best post-credit scene It's the best it's, It was so well done Because at the time We hadn't seen Thor on screen We hadn't You know It was just like Oh they're gonna It's happening Thor's happening Um it's great, but yeah, the capped one's so disappointing. And and same with the Civil War one. It's a scene from um no, uh Ant Man is a scene from Civil War. Right. When yeah, it, it is too. Uh, Your mic keeps cutting out. Hold on, your mic just cut out. What's going on, Mike? Mike will made it. Yeah, you sound good now. I'll let you know if it cuts out again. We might have to pause it and do some fixing. Yeah, wow. Is it okay? Yeah. Come we'll on. keep that in. Yeah, that's of course we will. raw. That's some that's uh, beautiful. That's some raw shit. How about I keep that in and delete your story? <laughs> Was the story bad? It was the best. I was barely telling I'm it only, for you. I'm only like making jokes about it because I can tell you for some reason, self-conscious about it. Well, I never tell like personal stories. It was a great story. Yeah, it was a funny story. And plus my parents know that story because I was like, man, I don't want people to know I was doing drugs four years ago in America. Weed, like medicinal marijuana, the most tame thing. Um, the Four loco was the real drug, I think. And they stopped making that. And you can still get, it's like a, still like a black You get market. like a bastardized version now, which doesn't have certain things in it, I think. Well, it's just an energy it's drink. It's like when with, they took cocaine vodka. out of Coca-Cola. Is it just, was it just energy drink with vodka in it or? Yeah, it was something super fucked. Right. And I got, it Kahlua. really didn't taste good. It was you energy drink in Kahlua. Seriously, you took a sip and you're like, this isn't good. Like energy, uh, like a monster energy drink. At least they're trying to dress it up as something. At least there's some semblance of a weird flavor there. And it this has was a cool, like, Suicide Squad tie-in. Yeah, you basically front. get a back tat from drinking it. <laughs> you get your wet butthole back tats. Uh, Every country. Yeah, MC is... Man, it's so fun watching it. I'm pumped for Iron Man 3. I've seen that one once. And I love Iron Man 3. I, feel, I know that gets a lot of... Uh, it divides a lot of people. people well, I, I really, I've only seen it that one time. You didn't like it, did I you? Really, I, I, I was just expecting a very different movie and I really hated oh, it. Oh, yeah, I can see I why. I fucking hated the kid. The trailer. It's yeah. a completely different movie. The Mandarin was a real villain. and I like that, that element yeah. of it. I just, it was him teaming up with the kid. And, I like uh, that. And the kids in Infinity War, I think. 
Great. Apparently. He's the vision now. He's Spider-Man. He's, um, he's, the, he's one of the, the stones. Yeah. Yeah, he's the last stone. It's like Harry Potter. He's the final Horcrux. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the kids in Infinity War. I could be completely wrong, but I think I remember reading that somewhere. I've been avoiding whatever about that. Yeah. So that's a life update. That's great. Just, you just what about MCU? wife update? <laughs> Tell What's me, how's your wife going? She started her, she, her new teaching. job. Yeah, yeah, that's She's great. She's a full-time teacher now. Another sensei in your life. That's true. <laughs> this, one, this one, not as big of a... Like, she didn't come back from Singapore with a With alcohol poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bit more responsible. Bit more. So, you're thinking of where to send your kids, maybe hit up Levin's. Um, but it was interesting, um, tying into the next thing we're going to talk about, um, her... Her perspective on the Nintendo Labo trailer. Oh, we haven't talked about Labo. Well, let's, let's, do, let's do some video games Labio. talk now, Angus. Because yeah. we've got two Nintendo Direct slash announcements. One I can't of, even remember the other one, I've got, got, got all the announcements in front of me. The Nintendo Can we save Direct Labo Mini. for last then? Yes. Because I know that one. Tell me, tell me, shock me with the one that I don't know about. Um, so in the, in the Mini, um, it was like was a, it was, it was a very well put together 15 minutes of just like, just burning through all these, like, there was no... Um, oh, it was a Donkey was, Kong one, wasn't it? There was some Donkey Kong in there. Yeah, the right. freeze I'll, zone. I'll tell you what's in there. <laughs> um, but they burnt through a lot of kind of like semi-exciting releases. I won't go through everything, but um, they opened with a uh, a switch port of um, the Square Enix game, The World Ends With You. Oh, yeah. You a- know what? I, st- I do remember this one. And I, you and I, we were talking before the Switch came out or... I saw it, it recently been... on a HeyFam episode about how much we like that game. And I think we were, I think one of us, I, I think it was me. I was just like, man, a sequel on the Switch, that's the perfect console for it. Because I was like, touchscreen, all this. Mm. And then the port. I'm so, I'm so jacked for that. I still have the DS copy in, in this house. Yeah, so that, that, that was a we great thing. We did talk about it. We're saying the soundtrack is so great. And yeah. I still, we still think about the soundtrack. It's a celebration of Shibuya. Um, no, you know what? It was a message. You and I were messaging about our video game music episode. This is why it was, it was still HeyFam related. And you were like, should we do all time? And I was like, yeah, what would we pick? And I was like, oh man, I'd have to do World Ends with you. And then we started talking about it. That's where it, I'm not crazy. You're a little bit crazy. And then I had an edible and I went to the comedy show and couldn't talk. <laughs> and your ex-wife was there. Yeah, that was the worst. Um, Seriously. The, the, the sense. And then, it, so that opened the, the direct. It closed with the reveal that Dark Souls Remastered is coming to Switch. Yeah, that was a shock, wasn't it? Yeah, not really a, a game for me that really appeals to me, but like, it's, I think it's cool that those games can exist on it's the Switch. It's a game for you because it's not um, Sum Sum and you can only spend a finite amount of um, real world money. Once you that, buy it, that, it's that's yours. That's the only reason. <laughs> You're like, I want to pay more. This. Yeah, please. I wanna keep, you keep putting money into the Switch. Um, You're like, what's it doing? There was like the free update coming to Super Mario Odyssey where Luigi hides balloons. Yeah. Look, to be honest, I'm not playing that mode. Yeah, but like you know, hide the balloon, and then other people find it. Whatever it is, it's weird, and it's, I, I think it's cool that it's being added. It's you can not, tell it made like eight either. men that make up the the board of Nintendo extremely happy for some reason in a meeting when they <laughs> yeah. greenlit it. Um, and then uh, there was yeah, like the announcer that um, there was a bunch of ports coming. Can um, I go on from, the record from him to say fuck Luigi's balloons? Like I'm actually, I'm not even going to play that mode. You want to fuck Luigi's well, balloons? You, Luigi's not even. He stands there, and I think you get the balloon from him, and then you can hide it. And then when someone's playing online later, like a random person, you'll find it and then you get a point and then I get a point on how well I hit it. So it's like you discover it later. Yeah. Like I don't have time for that. Isn't there something in it relating to like speed running as well? I don't know. Again, another factor. I think I've even gone into how much I don't like speed runs. Yeah. 
Um, you don't like speedruns? Well, I'm not Sonic, man. <laughs> I'm not going fast. I'm sit- you just like taking animals, taking it slow. I'm a real mean Kev Smith. We taking put on our slow. UV goggles. Well, we, yeah. we eat some you, lollipops. You don't want to speedrun a titty hunt. I, you can't because you're going to miss out on all that good stuff. The only motorboat, the only fast thing in here is a motorboat and it ain't the, the speedboat, my friend. Um, so there was some Donkey Kong updates. Tropical Freeze is coming to um, Switch, the uh, Wii U game. That's good news because I didn't play it. With a Funky Kong mode? Now that's something I can get behind. I mean, I, I've been living a little bit of a Funky Kong mode since late last year when I made it my avatar on um, social networks. Two months later, Funky Kong mode's coming everywhere. I'm like, influencer alert. <laughs> um, and also Donkey Kong is going to be uh, a playable character in Mario and Rabbids. Um, Hy- Hyrule Warriors is getting a Switch port as well. Again, you know, I think I'm going to get the two ports because like, I wanted to play them. Yeah, I, I got it on Wii U and I even bought all the DLC for it. And I, I, You I big dumb play- idiot because you know. get it all for half the price. And I this. bought fucking Bayonetta 2. Um, on Wii U. 1 and 2 on Wii U as and well. Both, you I get have, Bayonetta have, 1 for free, don't you, when you buy 2 Yeah, which on is coming Wii out in like two weeks or something like that. Man, yeah. it's gaming season, daddy. Yeah, it's also, it's also sell all your Wii U shit season. I've got to um, hang on to it. And then, uh, what the, if I have a child well, no, who I hate? Sell <laughs> I <wanna laughs> give it the Wii U while I keep the Switch. Would you sell all the games that are on the Switch as well? Uh, like, we don't need Mario Kart. We're not going to need Mar- Tropical Freeze. Okay, no, this is good. I'm not going to need Hyrule Warriors. I'm not going to need Bayonetta. So, what you want? You want your Twilight HD. Yep. You want your Wind Waker HDs. Yeah, no, that you, you paint a very good you want uh, your Super argument. Mario Maker. Yeah, I don't want that. What? Wow, you're like that is like such a good game to give a kid. Are you kidding me? No, the kid's bad. Remember, oh, right. I'm giving him the Wii U. That's what. Okay, right. And I'm giving him um, like that Lego world. No, what was Nintendo the Nintendo Land? What was a what was a disappointing port like a Call of Duty? <laughs> giving him like no, the ba- Batman Arkham. Is- oh, yeah, Arkham I'm giving him the City. Arkham mode where he wears like even more ridiculous armor for some reason. Remember they like beefed him up for the Wii U? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I think they added a gamepad. <laughs> he like scans things. Like not even Batman can make that. Hunk of junk, cool. Um, the bigger, the kind of biggish announcement was that there's a new Mario Tennis game called Mario Tennis Aces coming to um, Switch, and it has a story mode, which sounds better than the, the story last. of tennis. <laughs> will finally get. But it, did, did you play the GBA? Um, uh, uh, I played the game? N64 one. The GBA had like a almost like RPG. Oh, I do remember that. Uh, kind of like the way they did it in golf. It's like but it golf was like story, fun... wasn't it? Like you'd walk around to matches and shit. Yeah. And, like and, and you just played a guy. And How'd that go? And... Did they fix that game? Golf story? Yeah. Uh, no, I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't played it for a while. I remember it was, I remember it was broken for you. Yeah, I was, I was real mad at it. Um, but uh, in, in the GBA one, you used to... Um, you, you played as like yourself and Mario was Oh, like, yeah, no, I did play the, that he one. He was like the, 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 the best the coach at tennis. Or something, yeah. He was like the best at tennis and you had to event, like work your way up to play the great Mario. Yeah, wow. Um, but Birdo's in it, isn't it? Birdo, the underdog of the Mario characters. Birdo's um, actually um, a male. Yeah, everyone. Trans or something. Yeah. I'm into it. Like for comedic purposes. Well, maybe... A few years ago, but I think now Nintendo's Now he's it. brave. Now he's brave and got cardboard coming out the wazoo and we're all friends here. Um, but within this Direct, uh, they I think maybe it was announced earlier before this, but alongside a game that EA are doing called Faye, which F-E, which looks really good. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, which I can't wait to just pour endless amounts of uh, money into because well, yeah, that's the EA. It's an EA game. Love, yeah. love those kind of games. Um but alongside the Faye game, which is like a, like a kind of like, it's from the indie imprint, which is like a, a kind of a, 
fun looking colorful platformer they also announced a game featuring a girl climbing a mountain um, Celeste. called Celeste and that was the first I'd ever heard of that game yeah, and so that was like just over two weeks ago now um, and that game has come out and this idiot's and finished it right I've already finished it unbelievable <laughs> and it's one of the best games I've ever played ever? it's, it's very 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 is that good. that famous Levin's hyperbole that I should uh, be weary of when you say best game ever or it's actually you'd go mm, top 10 probably in there like it's in my top 20 I guess yeah that's, I mean, that's huge it's very very good man and it's like switch this... games you top 2, 3 uh, I, I did my top five indie games on Switch. Yeah, um, and I did. I still, I would still put SteamWorld Dig Two at number one. Really? Yeah, okay. I, I love that game. You really did. I'm gonna do another playthrough of that soon. I think. Um, now I put Celeste at number two. Wow. And then I, I, I got to... it. I, I, um, I played it for 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 a while. It's it's I, I, it's great. You, I, like I'm nowhere near as where you are on it. Uh, obviously, did you finish it, <laughs> Celeste? Oh, not Celeste. Sorry, I thought you meant um, SteamWorld. No, I haven't even started SteamWorld. Right. I'm, uh, you know, just doing my thing. Uh, but yeah, so you, you've played f- f- like 15 minutes, 20 minutes of Yeah, it was of great. Celeste. The mechanics were awesome. The It's like uh, a, one of those brutal kind of uh, it's like a super 16 Meat Boy platformers, but there's a, there's, it's very, very inventive and it throws things at you repeatedly. I actually think there's a lot of comparisons to be made between Celeste and Mario Galaxy. Sure. Like, cause you, you jump and you, and you, you, you use know, gravity you climb and stuff like and that. Stuff. But then you have like, your main move is this like kind of second jump that you can do that launches you into the air. And it reminds me of when you used to, in Mario Galaxy, when you would shake the remote. In those and, star things and he would do this. you out. Well, he would do, but just in general, he does this, this second jump, this spin around. Oh, that's right. And um, there are, le- there, there are levels in it. Like, you know, where, where platforms, this is brilliant. Thank you. Where platforms move. That's a galaxy score, isn't it? Every time, yeah. Yeah. Every time you, uh, every time you use your jump, the platform moves. That's that, that's a trick that that they borrowed from uh, Galaxy. Yeah, wow. And they're like timed um, platforms that like beep, yes. beep beep beep. That's a real um, Galaxy Two vibe, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so all, all this all podcast is so Mario Galaxy friendly. We love it. Every, every podcast should be. Yeah, fuck, fuck it's, any it's god tier. It's god tier Mario. It really is. I definitely prefer the Galaxy games to Odyssey, but I really, like, I would say Odyssey is god tier too. But I think Odyssey Two gets the edge for me as my favorite video game. Well, Odyssey Two is not out yet. Years. Ding dong. Fucking Galaxy <laughs> Two. Dong ding. Oh wow, that's controversial. Um, not the dong ding. The the, the dong ding. The dong I, ding. I, was, I fucking flipped it. I man. haven't even decided to break that one down yet. But <laughs> the Galaxy above Odyssey. I hear. I know. I completely see it. Um, and and there has this amazing story about, um, like you know, the this this girl Madeline is climbing this mountain, um, Celeste Mountain, and uh, she's doing it because she's having a shit time at, at, at her job in her life. She just wants to prove to herself that she can do something. She can That's a good story. Do it. That's a good uh, and, motive. And but no, within it, like they meet characters within it, and the whole thing is like a metaphor for anxiety and and not believing in yourself and it's done without any schmaltz or like any like saccharine kind of Mm. moments it's it's a really really strong story behind this like incredibly tough as nails platformer big cue for you yeah i love those i love those i love i love that you love those handheld or docked what was it so i played percentage hit me i played handheld 100 percent. oh wow so this is a straight up i don't play my switch docked anymore i just pretty much only play it sorry hdmi 3 you yeah. can go back to i don't know why i just that it's that just a little less effort just to pick it up and stop playing it and so that really appeals mm. to me um but the 
this is a game that I thought would like you'd have to play with a D pad, and the um, right. the Joy Cons don't have a D pad, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to use a pro on this. But then I there are you've got to do a lot of diagonal jumps, and that's really hard. The control with, stick's best for that, exactly. Right? So, but mm-hmm. the, but the the Joy Con control stick is kind of shit. And so I, my death count is enormous. That's it, right. It tallies up all your death posts, counts. It's like three hundred like, and something. No, three thousand. Three thousand and something. something. Um, although I did get a lot more. You have to collect strawberries. We don't have to. You can, and they don't. If you do collect them, they don't award you anything in the future. You don't unlock shit. No, that's it's nice. like you don't. These things won't get you anything, but you can impress your friends with the number. So I got like eighty something. I'm um, impressed. It worked. Uh, and then I also... Unless there's 400, and in which case I'm... There's, there's like 180, I think. So that's good then. I'm close to half. Unless there's 400, then I'm like, it's not that impressive. Then there are all these cassettes on each in each world that you've got to find, and you unlock the B-side, which is a harder version of the level you've just played. That's cruel. Um, and uh, I got a bunch of those too, and I think most of my deaths came from trying to get those things. Sure. The last level is so fucking tough. But good? Yeah, it's great. It's just like they, they, they throw like a remix... At you of everything you've done in the game at that point, and like Remix. they like introduce all these different mechanisms. Sorry, yeah, you are the worst when lame. I'm trying to talk about a game you haven't played yet. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I can't really go there. It's like it's like describing a color you, to I'm somebody you something that can't see a color. Well, well, you tell po- me too much. Like just po- just tease me. What's the point of the podcast? <laughs> Could we talk about things we both do? Well, I mean, you're about to talk about Monster Hunter. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> just you run around. <laughs> you. you know, you you hunt the big ass monsters. Um, it's like. Fantastic Beasts. I've, I, you know, I've never gone to the Getty while having edibles with someone. I just that was a story. Let me tell. That was a that was a regaling story. That was my story. You're telling Celeste's story. <laughs> I want to find out Celeste's story. Well, Angus, I got something to reveal to you. What? I'm Celeste. How was your story? I'm the mountain. Are you the mountain? Oh, this podcast is the every, mountain. No, no, keep episode, talking about Celeste. Every episode, keep you talking climb, about it. You try to climb me. Keep talking about the remix of the last level. It's just really good. The, 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 I'm dying to play it. And all the, all the new mechanics they introduce each level. It's Maybe that's re- why I don't play them. Maybe because you tell them so well. Like This isn't a criticism that I'm like, I've kind of played that game uh, now. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you Not gotta, in a bad way. I'm just like, maybe I've, I'll play something else now because you've played that one so well. Maybe we share the gaming. I don't know. It sounds like a shit excuse. You don't play enough games. I, I it's play an, them. It's an intervention. Yeah, I, I didn't play enough games last year. That's right. I'm looking at the collection now. Um, I just, I don't know. I guess it's like, it's busy. <laughs> I, I work full time. It's not really an excuse. I have stuff going on. <laughs> I got nothing going on, Angus. No, you work. I know. I was jo- that was a joke. Yeah, you got heaps going on. You have kids. <laughs> you got two kids. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you know what it is. Maybe we've got a handheld mode, that shit. Yeah, seriously, if you stop treating Switch like a console and yeah. you treat it as a handheld... Like I think that's, that's what I'm doing. That's how I play as many games. I think I that's my problem. I think I'm constantly putting that Doc Boy on and sitting down on the couch and going like traditional style because it's what I know. I think, and I think like, like Celeste is out on all platforms and I would recommend it to... Every, it's, you can even just get it if you've got a laptop, although I will say that playing games on a laptop sucks. I just... The D-pad's but, on the wrong side. No. Yeah, but the... Um, like this is a game that you should just play any way you can. I think it really lends itself very well to being a handheld game. Do you always play with headphones when you're handheld? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say because I need that sound. Yeah, especially playing something like Floor Kids or whatever, Where which is need my that. fourth favorite indie game. Floor Kids on is Switch. great. Yeah. Number one, SteamWorld Dig Two. Number two, two Celeste. Celeste. Number three. three, Battleship Brigade. Oh yeah. Did you play any much of that? Yeah, I started it. It's I, was, such a I just gave it a ten-minute look through. Um, you got to stop dasseloing these games. No, I really do. I've got stuff going on. I just. I don't know. Like I've got stuff happening. I've got a very like 
I'm like a trivial pursuit board in the game. No, I'm like the the the, the pie you play with. I've got like art, sciences, um, M- that. MCU edibles. <laughs> yeah, uh, MCU UV, edibles. T- Star- big old titty. Star Wars art. Boob sliders. <laughs> Boob sliders. Running into exes. Sleep apnea. Sleep apnea. I've got like a very. Um, I've got a lot going on. <laughs> I don't know. I do have to play more games. Maybe I will. <laughs> I don't know what my number five game would be. I'm pretty sure I'd, I said it. I'll figure it out later in the episode. Um, no, I, Celeste is super fun. And a guy like me who hasn't even played any indie games. Cause, uh, so you're, you're so into indie. You like, you like the Block Party games. <laughs> block Party 2005. You work at a radio station that <laughs> yeah. prides itself in playing indie music. Yeah. And the band you choose to represent indie is Block Party. You, you're rocking that Block Party 2005 while I'm... Um, Front row at the Coldplay show playing my monster. Hunter. They were they were almost the same band. That's not a good. Thing. <laughs> I'm at the Coldplay concert and there's lots of colors and I'm playing Monster Hunter. Yeah, that that's all there is. It's Monster Hunter. You ever played it before? It's like Pokemon, except you kill them <laughs> and then you uh, skin them and then you eat and then you go out and do some more. It looks um, so good. I'm so tempted to get it, but like I have like my it's back- a game you will lose your life to maybe. I, I was think I had that thing today, and I haven't had this for a long time since. Maybe uh, I'm not talking about Nintendo games here because the last time it happened was with Breath of the Wild, but the last time it happened on a, a PlayStation game was with the Phantom Pain, mm-hmm. where I was at work and just thinking about like how I could have done things differently in the game or like different routes I could have taken or different techniques. And I was like, oh no, it's happening again. I'm thinking about a game while I'm at work that is not portable. And I, like the beauty of Breath of the Wild, I was playing it in my lunch breaks and yeah. stuff. That was like me for the last five days with Celeste. I even was having dreams that were based on... Are you serious? Celeste. Yep. Was she... Uh, was the mountain... <laughs> Have, uh, wait, it was a mountain, would you say, jugular? It was, yeah, two mountains. Is it a next, milk mountain? Two big mountains next to each other. Is it a big old other. milk mountain? Yeah, on, on Mona Lisa herself. Oh, I've got to play Celeste. I remember the uh, the fifth game now is uh, Blossom Tales. Another, uh, another oh, yeah, game I, 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 I thank you. Yes, I've also got that game. You given, <laughs> you given that one the Dasselow touch? No, I, that minutes. one I'm going to give the me touch. The, um, <laughs> Just I'll get it, to it. leave it in the library. Yeah, um, yeah. Blossom Tales is a uh, like a, a love letter to um, the Legend of Zelda. I'm doing a lot of traveling soon. A link to the so past. So I think I'm saving all of these games for when that Switch comes traveling with me. As someone who's recently traveled, let me tell you, you don't play Switch. You don't play Switch. Let me ask you this. Yeah, <laughs> travel doc. <laughs> I wouldn't even look at a travel doc with a UV light. If, if, you, had... if you're traveling solo, hell yeah, you play some Switch. But you're traveling with someone not on else. the dock though. You play it on the bed. Yeah, that's right. You respect. <laughs> you respect the. <laughs> you respect the um, the portability of Nintendo's I got, design. I got, I got National Treasure one and two lined up on the TV, playing Switch on the bed. It's the best ever. <laughs> I love, I love those movies. Um, but I'll talk about Blossom Tales again in a future episode. I can't wait to bore Angus with more indie games that I've been playing. Playing, I've been playing heaps. I mean, I've started writing about them too for Vooks. Yeah, I saw that, which is a Australian Nintendo website. Yeah, Vooks is great. I remember, like. I, I've been following Vooks since Wii days, since pre-Wii days. Well, like they're like bargain roundups, so they it's do the for Australian retailers. It's like legendary when mm. when new Nintendo games are coming out. Um, and I just like I really respect what they do. As like you know, you can tell no one makes money off the existence. It's of a passion. Their These people love Nintendo. I remember being on that page, 2006, um, with a friend of mine, and we were determining the best place again bargain route up where to buy the Wii and what um store was doing the best like oh you get this like the best install bundles like yeah. 2006 
So check it's out, still going. Check out, even if you don't live in Australia, it's a really great website for anyone that loves Nintendo. It's called Vooks, V-O-O-K-S dot N-E-T, net. It reminds me of, uh, yeah, so it reminds me of you, well, no, you are on it. No, it reminds me, that's it. No, it reminds me of talking to you. <laughs> So don't read my reviews, Angus, because then you won't play the games. Yeah, well, I want to play them. I just I'm going to figure out how. Yeah, so Monster Hunter is definitely a game. Like you know, I, I've you're right. <laughs> can that Thank be, you so much. That should be the box. <laughs> this is the kind of content you can get over at Andrew Levens, Vooks.net. <laughs> definitely a game. Well, no, um, they used to be on Nintendo. I mean, that was the big thing. Yeah, you know, and, they it, were, and it's responsible for being the first like big title that the 3DS had. And, and um, they even invented that dank ass second C stick thing that you could slide over your 3DS to actually play slide it. into the DMs of your 3DS. Slide into the DM. And I remember when I was there two trips ago, 2013 people of uh, Archie's age to like grandma's age and that's not an over exaggeration we're all playing it on trains like it was everywhere like those streets closed off in Shibuya with like the barbecue that big plastic versions of like the meat on stick on barbecue and like McDonald's had to take over Uniqlo were doing shirts like it's so big there but it's not at all big here to the point where there's a version on Switch I think it's a port of a Wii U one the Monster Hunter X that's out on Switch in Japan. 3DS port. 3DS port. But I think it was a 3... Well, well that would look gross. When I... Yeah. I mean, the world ends with you is going to be a DS port. Yeah, but it's like charming. Fuck, man. Speaking of... Uh, of, of... But yeah, it's on Switch, but this is the first time they've gone to like, uh, I was saying like the big boys, like your Xbox Ones and your PS4s. For and... Western market. It, it was, I think it started out as a, as a Sony game. Yeah, yeah. I think it was on PlayStation. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, very tempted to go in. Have you, uh, have you been enjoying your time? I have been enjoying it. Again, it's one of those games where you're like the first three hours is learning the system. And I can just imagine, uh, I put in three, four hours and I imagine it's a game you could do a hundred plus in easily. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's, uh, it, you know, it mixes RPG Souls-esque pattern learning like learning patterns of villains, stuff like that. I just, I think it's inventive. The designs are great. Like the, the monsters look cool. The lo- world's so stupid. Like you've got a dumb cat that follows you around and it's just awesome. The it, production's great. The value's great. It looks like similar, not really, but similar enough, but way more appealing than Xenoblade did to me. Absolutely. And I can attest to that as someone who's also playing Xenoblade. So how far into Xenoblade are you? Man, like 12 hours, no, 16 hours and you're still learning stuff. And that, that's not because I'm going slow. 16 hours in and we learn each other. We learn how we fucking pile drive I don't know It's just so It's so confusing <laughs> It's actually confusing And plus Handheld mode Was like Running at like 16 frames sometimes Like it was unplayable Yeah Damn Well I took a bullet That was the, that, that was the one <laughs> Nintendo game That I didn't buy last year Oh I didn't buy Pokken tournament either I'm gonna borrow that Block Party CD Cause maybe I gotta start Getting into those indies There's so many Fucking good ones I played I'll, I'll, I'll tease it. I'll talk about it in depth next week. I might even play some with you because it's a multiplayer game called Slain, made by an Australian developer. And it's like this... Fuck, I'll go... It's, everyone, just check it out. I'll talk about it in depth next week because I know if I, if I talk about it now, Angus won't play it. You just lose me. <laughs> um, but um, we were talking about remakes and, and, and HD ports and all that kind of thing earlier. Um, next week sees the release re-release of um, one of our favorite games, Shadow of the Colossus. Yes. Which is coming out in HD um, by Greenpoint, which is the same studio that did Blue, the very I think. Co- I think it was Blue. Blue Point. Yeah, Blue yeah. Point. Sorry, Greenpoint. They did uh, the Zelda ports. And did they do the Zelda ports? No, probably not. They did the Uncharted ports. The Uncharted ports, which are very, which very are awesome. Good. Yeah. And they actually did the HD collection of Shadow of the Colossus and Ico when it came out. Oh wow! On PS3, 
Um, but the have move you, on. Have you seen? No, all they do is just no, I'm joking. remake stuff. Yeah, I have seen all the start the reviews and videos of um this new one. It looks insane. It looks unbelievable. I didn't think it'd look this good. The lighting, yeah, and the, looks beautiful. Like the, the graphics, look, yeah, looks incredible. Yeah, yeah, I'm really jacked to play it. I, I was like, oh, I might get that eventually when I heard it when it was announced. I'm, Looks like I'm, a day one. It's a day one, baby. <laughs> uh, so that wraps up our game talk. Yeah, we haven't even started movies yet. That's crazy. Yeah, we've got three of them to get through, Angus. Fuck. Um, so we should have started. Wait, movies. fuck! It doesn't wrap up game talk at all. What? Nintendo Labo. Oh yeah, it's cardboard. All right, <laughs> let's do the movie talk. You don't want to talk about it at all? Uh, I, look, I, I think we've lost some people. I don't think so. I think they're still here. It's long. Uh, let's do Nintendo Labo next week. That sucks. I'll talk about my kids. I know we've Nintendo we've spoken about the whole. We've done so much of that talk. Okay, I guess we'll talk. Let's about go to movies. Also, we're gonna run. We're gonna run out of steam. No, it's only ten o'clock. No, I mean like talking for night. We've done an hour now. We've got about three. I go whole on movies. one holiday. I come back. This guy fucking hates me. I think you're great. I'm just like let's let's compartmentalize segments for the audience. Let's, All right, let's talk about Coco. Uh, do you want, we can talk about Labo. Like what five? You want to do five minutes on? No, nah, we can talk about it when you actually want to talk about it. Your Majesty. Now let's talk about it. I just got nothing to say about I don't, it. No, I don't want you. You have, really have no. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's I, great. I think it's a very cool thing, but it's uh, it's for parents and kids, and I think it's great. And I'm neither. Only child over here doesn't want to talk about it because it's not for him. <laughs> talk about. Let's talk about it. Now let's talk about it. No, really, I will talk about it next week. I'll, I'll think of a. Of, 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 I'll think. My challenge is to think of a way that to can make, make you feel. <laughs> Make you feel like uh, it's an interesting conversation. I think it's cool. Like, I think it's a very cool thing. I love drawing. I love robots. I love the uh, games. And I think if I was a five-year-old, it would be the best thing. Yeah. I'm not saying you should get it, but I, I think it's a really, really cool move from Nintendo. I'll tell you, it's to gonna a different market involved with the Switch. It's now interesting. That it's one over kind of a more hardcore. Yeah. Grow. I wonder if it's gonna work or not. I wonder if. It'll, and the best thing is you can just pulp that shit and turn it back into paper, and that'll make money. Um, I, uh, I like. Because I, I mentioned earlier, my, my wife is a teacher and we have bought lots of things that are, you know, it's meant to get your kids into coding. You have that iPad thing. Us. That's yeah, the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Um, which is called um, Osmo. Yes. Um, and it's like a bunch of like, educational games that utilize the iPad and, and the iPad's camera using a mirror that scans um, its immediate like space in front of it. So you can like scan in letters and numbers and colors and interact with the screen. Sounds from... like that thing in Singapore. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that so that's was nice. that's more so expensive cool. than what those two kits, Labo kits oh, were. Wow. Um, and I think this is better than that. And there are like, I've seen teaching resources that teach, um, you know, that are meant to teach like very basic coding and very basic engineering uh, to kids and like you know if you to get like this small robot that you enter the commands for it to do on its back mm-hmm. and then it goes like forward forward left turn blah 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 that's coding yeah those things like a hundred and something bucks each you know these are the hundred the, 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 bucks the lab, lab, it's like 69 us yeah so about 110 here or something <laughs> no, no, seriously like, probably no, I, think, I, I think i saw it at ev for like 80 oh that's pretty good yeah um 89 or something like that and uh i just think yeah like Close to the date, I want to talk about it in depth, especially once I buy it and play with it with Archie. I want to watch you guys play while you don't know Tommy, I'm watching. Tommy Dasilo from Filthy Casuals reckons he's going to come up so he can play with Archie. That's so and, weird. And I'd be worried. But that's like a... That's well, because he's like you. He's like... It's a domestic I, trip. That's like a lot to spend with someone else's child. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd like at least stand in the room while this is, he's this is This is someone that uh, like wrote 
half of his last Melbourne comedy show about my kid. So yeah, that's true. I think it's fine at this point. All right, um, I'd still be in the room. And if you go to the bathroom, maybe get another parent in there. But he's in the same boat as you. He's like, this is cool, but like, why would I buy it? I don't have a kid and I'm not a kid. Yeah. Um, but as like, I, I saw There's no that, way that robot shit's fitting me. That trailer was so fucking well done. Like I had like tears in my eyes watching it. It was like Nintendo graded uh, hardware trailers. You know, they did the Switch one super well. The Wii U one sucks. <laughs> Like the Wii U one was the best. <laughs> it was like old people sitting around a, like a remote and singing or something. But yeah, and there was that little action figure and those two people were Skyping. It was I'm, dope. I'm really excited for when... For, like, I hope that it takes off so we can get like uh, Nintendo Labo versions of... of- Nintendo games yeah. I actually like like, it's, I, like it's the papercraft element of it is so fun and appealing apparently the piano takes two hours to make Jesus um, which is really cool and the technology the, the way it uses the Joy-Cons in it that's very cool is, is really really cool yeah. I think it's look we end up talking about Labo and I think that's good I, I, I won you I gave over. that I, I didn't g- even need a week no, to that week, about it the audience won <laughs> I got more content um, yeah I think it's great I just think um, I, I want to know the cross section of Switch owners that also have children or who are children who will get it. I'm just like, it's a great idea. Maybe. I think it's not about the Switch owners. I think it's about people that are willing to buy a Switch to play this once that initial uh, yeah. crop of people that already will have a Switch. Will they bother? I think so. Like, remember how many people bought a Wii? Like, I think people... But because it came with... Um, Wii Sports. It came with Wii Sports. Yeah, but this thing... Free. Yeah, sure. This is more expensive, but like... And the Wii was like three ninety nine. Switch is same price? Yeah, I think so. So, it's probably the same-ish. I think it will, I think it will go well. Yeah. I hope so. I think it's a cool idea and I think it can, you know, expand. They'll do like the space set or the, you know, the Olympic set. You know, they'll do different stuff. And lately Nintendo have been coming out and saying that they've been trying to hire um, developers who aren't game developers. That's cool. And obviously this is what this is what it is. I think it's awesome. It's so, like, if it takes off that this... Oh, your mic just cut out again. I don't know why. It's one of these cords, one of these connections. Really? Talk again, talk again. Do some talking. Oh man, Angus's mic is off. What's going on? No, he's off. It's off. Hey, I'm Angus. No, nope. still not Angus. Man, it wasn't you that didn't want to talk about Labo. It was. No one wants to talk about it. Yeah, that, that just did something. Did that work? We're gonna have to pause, fam. It's fine, everybody. False alarm. Yeah, we'll keep the like stuff up in so you can hear it because I can't remember where we left off. No. So the cardboard. <laughs> no, we're done with Labo. Labo talk's done. Was it done? I think so. It was a good place to wrap up. I think it's yeah. I think it's um. Case in point, I think it's it's very cool. I love the branding's completely different. They're using like different fonts. It just looks like a different product. The font man's back. Yeah, it just looks like a different product. I think it's exciting. And imagine, yeah, this was saying, imagine if side by side you'll have Nintendo, the con- the games console, but also the Switch, the like craft thing. Like that's insane. That's something that parents who hate video games or the concept of them would jack off over. You're damn right we will. You know what I mean? Um, so, oh, yeah. But also don't If Tommy Daslo asks to come to your house Just get a check on him And just make sure oh, I'll make, he, he has to bring his his parents as well <laughs> You didn't say that That's yeah, fine yeah, then yeah. He's being So they have to watch him play with Yeah Yeah um, So uh, I will I guess we'll, we'll update you with uh, I just heard the SOCOM sound from Metal Gear Solid <laughs> That's uh, PTSD Yeah, seriously I just heard it I'm like Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. That's not my um, texting uh, message thing anymore. Oh, that was your... No, you used to have like... Oh, yeah. Which is the And then you get a phone call From someone like Snake, where are you? I'm in the base <laughs> Okay, go in I am Like that stuff um, That sounds like a great way To segue into um, Kojima watch Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry It's a movie No, what, from a lover of movies Hideo Kojima To the the films Oh, no Great segue Because uh, Guillermo del Toro Is uh, in fucking Death Stranding Which one are we going to talk about first though? Not that one Damn it well, we'll talk about the anime. We'll do the yeah, Chinese we'll... cartoon. <laughs> uh, so we we saw the, the I guess the the two big uh, animated features of the summer, our summer, their winter. Um, like one big one. Wait, wait what? Well, you... I mean, the, one from the east and one from the west. How about that? I don't know if Mary's big. Is it? Is it? Is it a big one? In Japan, sure. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like third highest grossing there this year. Um, but. Coco. I mean, I wouldn't even say Coco's probably not even even in the top three animated grossing movies of the last year either. That's depressing, isn't it? Yeah. What's in there? Like fucking the Minions and that, Emoji movies. That's why. This mic sucks. We need, we need to change the cable. Sure. Let's do it. Uh, we're back again. The mic's, mic cord has been fucking thrown into the bin. Actually, can you throw it into the bin right now? Yeah. I'll, this isn't. I'll like comment. A metaphor. I'll commentate it. Angus is actually eating a, a mini Mars bar as he as he Snickers. Snickers. Snickers, um, we had a discussion while I was fixing the mic that he asked, Do I, am I a Mars boy or a Snickers boy? I said, I'm a Snickers boy. And you are too, right? Yeah, absolutely. It ta- can you hear that dinging? No. Uh, I can hear that- your fridge humming. Oh, you know, it's uh, like wind chimes. I'm, having, I'm actually having PTSD You're- from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, that's insane. I thought it was a SOCOM. Um Snickers versus Mars. Where do you stand? Uh, Team Snicks. Batman versus Superman. <laughs> um, no, we were saying, you were telling me that Coco didn't even register on the top three animated films. Yeah, I went Coco, chocolate, Coco. That's, Mars, that's Mars, where we Snickers. went. Oh, it's amazing. You actually, you, you went to your fridge and you got out a buck. A, a, it was because a... we're saying Coco so much. <laughs> well, get ready to hear it a lot more. Your cravings are going to intensify. Yeah. But just for the record, we're both Snickers boys. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I will have a Mars bar, sure. I'm not going to say no, but also... Snickers just has more going on. The peanuts, for example. Yeah, but That's are you it, a regular M M&M and M or a peanut M M&M and M person? No, I'm a regular M M&M and M person. Same here. 
the, the, it's interesting. The chocolate tastes weird next to the peanut on the peanut M M&M. and M. The peanuts are a bit drier too. They're just that squeaky yeah. dry. I'm a crunchy M M&M and M crunchy is my preferred M M&M. and M. Thank you so much. For I like the attention. peanut butter M M&M. and M. Yeah, they're okay. There are sometimes food. <laughs> Um, I miss uh, Skittles gummies, gummy Skittles. Did you ever oh. have them? It was like a Skittle, and they sent like jelly like on the gummy inside. Center. Fuck, they were good. Yeah, remember when they did dank ass Skittle flavors, like the tropical pack, and it was all tropical flavors, or the yeah. ice cream pack. You can still get those in, on, on import on those, from like those ridiculously expensive USA exports. Or those weird ass um, city convenience stores. Yes. Which so are the we, best. It's so weird that every convenience store in Sydney now sells imported American You can get candy. a Dr. Pepper or a Paddle Pop. It's or like, like a, a packet of Flaming Hot it's Cheetos. It's so like, weird. Yeah. It's great. It's They're, great. And the, and the markup prices are ridiculous. Oh, you're like, oh, seven, I can get a $2 bag of like Smiths or a $7. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay $9 for a bag of Haribo gummies. And it's fine. You feel good. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's imported. It's the Ferrari of chocolate. It's fancy. Um, uh, you said, yeah, Coco didn't, wasn't even top three movies. And I was like, uh, look, that, that's, my, that's my just... Uh, like, right. Assumption. I so Coco, the Blurver film from the Pixar Boy and Girl Company, like twenty something. Is it their twentieth movie? I don't know. Maybe. I sure. think they've done like one a year since ninety five when Toy Story came out. That's insane. Maybe. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. It's the it's the latest Pixar movie. Um. Which means you have to after after enduring a beautiful movie, see cry. John Lasseter's name at the end of it. You just cry heaps as well. Fucking hell! So that's I think that's all I said when I when I talked about it. Uh, this um, is Lee Unkrich. The guy did last one was Toy Story three. Right. So the, he knows how this to guy make knows you how cry. to make you cry. Like he knows how to it's kind of almost a yank little concerning. That cry button. It's like who who, who trained you? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think all I talked about was how emotional it made me get. Yeah. And all you, Pixar you spoke movies about it, You do, said like, that there were parts of it. I remember you were like, "Oh, look, parts of it. I could kind of tell what was going to happen." But you were like, "It was." Then it hit a point. You're like, "Oh man, now I'm going to start crying." Well, no, it was like, I, I knew all the story beats. I just think that, like, well, before they happened, but I think it was done with such finesse and such emotion and mm. such realness through an animated movie that yeah. it really, really affected me. And there were moments where I, I don't think I've ever heard an entire audience sob louder than a movie soundtrack before, but that's what my uh, my screening of Coco was I made was a like. big sound. Like, I was... And it was the worst time. You know how sometimes you time coughing to, like, when there's a big... Oh, you, you know, if you're a courteous cinema-goer... And you prick who's bought a packet of chips for some reason. <laughs> you time it for like the explosion or something. So yeah. you don't annoy people. I thought there was going to be a big like audio beat. And so I kind of did this <gasps> like sound <laughs> like Kevin Smith. Honestly, when he's watching the Flash's mom die or something. Yeah. And I made this sound and it was, a, it was a small theater too. Like one of those ones of like five rows and they're in, in like a small room. And yeah, I was like, damn, like everyone... Everyone heard me wallowing. Um, I, I cried more than my wife and she laughed at me, which is normally in the reverse. That's that's so mean. She cried in Captain America. Yeah, that's just weird. <laughs> the first one. Yeah. Why? When they say goodbye before he plummets into the ice. She was like bawling her eyes out. Damn, that's so weird. <laughs> it's sweet. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's, I, don't think any, I don't even think anyone at Marvel cried watching that. That's um, so weird. They'd only been <laughs> together on screen for like 40 minutes. Uh, but yeah, Coco... The, they didn't even date. They didn't even kiss each other. Just I think that's why she was crying. They didn't get to fuck. Yeah. Damn, your wife's crazy. Horny. <laughs> she had a UV light helmet on at the I time. I was in the background just like, wait, can you pause that? All right, go to the next scene. Um, but yeah, the... the Don't the, let me come play live <laughs> 
You thought like try and find the hidden messages on the cardboard. Yeah, I was like, get away, Archie. I got to look at this. <laughs> For a long time. I got to take my time with this. Yeah. Um, Coco, the, the general plot of it is uh, it's all about Day of the Dead. Um, it's the first uh, Pixar movie that doesn't exclusively star white people. Um, yeah, everyone's brown in it. Except great. the dog, except which the dog. I found was... Little insensitive. No, I was, I was joking. <laughs> well, he's eventually all colors. Uh, the skeletons are a little bone color for my liking. <laughs> um, but I thought it was really, really great to have, like, you know, I guess maybe if I was someone of Mexican descent, maybe I thought, would think that the, their their kind of interpretation of culture may mm. have been a bit broad or, mm. you know, mass manufactured, whatever. But, but we're, we're two Anglo fuck boys, so you're not going to get that opinion. I, well, I, I thought it was really sweet to, I felt like I learned a bunch of stuff. I, learned, I, 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 didn't, you know I didn't know about a lot of the customs. That I said they, the same thing. Yeah. And I, I read later, there was a, actually, I think Slate published it. It was the Gringo's Guide to um, Coco. <laughs> and I was like really fascinated by those uh, large painted animals. Yep. Which... Actually, have nothing to do with the Day of the Dead, but they are like a tradition, and the filmmakers wanted to kind of include them in it because it was something that interested them. They've got, there's a name for it. Again, this is the Hey Fan podcast where we don't research stuff, especially cultural, oh, especially pronunciations of things, things of cultural importance. Uh, they are called ofrendas. That's right. No, it's probably not at all. Actually, no, it's not even. Omano. Oh no, here they're called. They're called Brother Alabrijes. I think Elabrihes. Right. Elabrihes. Yeah. Uh, and they are fantastical creatures made out of paper mache or carved from wood with like bright art and stuff on them. I, thought, I was like, that was super cool. I, li- I, I love those. I can't find the um, top animated movies gross from last year, but of all time, Finding Dory's number one. Guess what number two is? Just the, the, the Minions. I'll give you a hint. It has two in the title. Uh, Despicable Me 2. No. Cars 2. No. Uh, Worse Oh Shrek 2 Yep Fucking hell <laughs> That's fucked Yeah that's wild That's crazy Man <laughs> Stop going to the movies If you're dumb <laughs> Then Toy Story 3 Then Frozen Then Finding Nemo Well you know, That makes sense People love fish Which we'll find later <laughs> In the other movie we That's talk about, very very good sizzle. It's a good sizzle. Um, but so we, we, we've done an entire episode very early on in Hey Fam's. Uh, oh yeah, the, uh, con- the canon. Canon, uh, all about our favorite Pixar movies and, yes. and talking about the different tiers of yeah. movies and yeah, yeah, God yeah. tier for for me personally. It's Cars two <laughs> is Monsters Inc., um, The Incredibles, and Toy Story three. Yeah, um, I'd also have a similar one. I might sub out Incredibles for Wally. Right, and Wally's just below for me. Yeah, Wally, Wally's probably still my favorite. Uh, Finding Nemo as well. Yeah, there, there are very few Pixar movies that I dislike, but I, I, I really do dislike about three of them. Um, <laughs> they happen to be a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen Cars three, so I'm not willing to pass judgment yet. But I, um, I haven't seen Cars two. I never will. Don't like. I don't like the Cars two Cars movies I've seen, and I did not even. I wasn't even able to sit through Brave. Right. Because um, you hate women. Well, yeah. <laughs> Especially women cars. That's yeah. the only reason I didn't like Cars. They weren't hot enough. Trust me, the UV. They, they hacked my UV. Uh, the, those, those boneheads down at Pixar, those computer geeks. They made sure I wasn't picking up what they were putting down. But I think Coco is like... It's, it's really weird. Like the, the, the marketing isn't on the level that you'd expect from a Pixar or a Disney movie. So and many people I work with or friends, I'm like, oh, I saw Coco. like, what's that? And I'm like, the new Pixar. Like, there's a new Pixar out? You can't even buy the toys well, you know in, weird? in Australia? I think I'm like... The last few movies that have picked it, they're all fucking sequels. It's like Finding Nemo, uh, Dory, and all these sequels. And it's just... Monsters University. It made me kind of bummed. I was like, yeah, they do original films still. 
They just won't just, just not for the next they year. They won't convert half a year, like half of Disneyland to it. Incredibles 2 is next. Yeah, right. I'm actually looking forward to that though. Yeah, me too. It's Brady Birdman. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would definitely put this in... Uh, in God tier? Like, I put parts of it in God tier. I think that the, the story, like beat for beat, there are like, there are two big twists that you see coming from... I didn't see mo- them coming at all. Really? So I remember you said that. After I saw the film, I'm glad I forgot you said it while I was watching. I yeah, forgot, yeah, yeah. I didn't see them coming. That's insane. Yeah, I don't talk about them no, because when people it, mightn't see it. Yeah. When it happened, though, like I was like, I was fine that I that I knew. Like you know, I was like, it's how a kids, did you it's know? A kids it? Were they dropping hints? No, I just like as soon as a certain character was introduced, I was like, I know who this is going to be. Fuck, I think that's actually insane. Yeah, really. Yeah, you but picked my, that up. They thought exactly the same thing, and so when it's revealed, you know, two thirds of the way through, there was like a. Bogan couple like two two rows away from us, and she goes, oh, "No way!" And like me. we were laughing. Yeah, both <laughs> Bogan me. couple. Um, yeah, I had no idea it was coming. I don't know if I was a little sloppy that day or what, but I was like, "Oh, wow!" Yeah. And that's when the movie went to a new level to me. Sure, I did oh, not I thought, see it coming. But that's the thing, like, like even in, in spite of this story being a bit more obvious than I would expect from a Pixar movie, especially after like you know for. Is slightly flawed, but from a story point of view, Inside Out is a very complex and, and yeah, and, it's in, and it's almost to the point. And I don't think this, I don't. This is not me criticizing, but it's almost too clever for its own good. Like yeah, it's definitely you good. have to be on board with the like. I, I I can see a kid enjoying it and an adult enjoying it, but I can see like if it was in lesser hands, it would be too clever for its own good. It's the math rock Pixar movie. Yeah, it honestly is. It's the <laughs> battles of Pixar yeah. films. Um, um, you know, it was interesting. The original idea for Coco was about like an American kid who learnt that he was uh, had Mexican descent and then went and learnt about Day of the Dead via this. And they were like, why do we have to do that? Let's just go straight to the source, which I think is kind of yeah. a... Interesting, cool uh, decision. And making it all about music, which I think was really great. really great. I love all the songs in yeah, it. The songs awesome. are so vibrant and the different voices. They're not what you normally hear in an animated movie. Yeah, it was beautiful. Musical. The voices are great. The animation's great. The Just those little Pixar moments, like when they're walking on the little like leaf things, like the way it lights up. You're like, man, other movies wouldn't like, focus on those little traits yeah so much like it's the pixar it's the it's the pixar boys and girls and so pixar movies get so much more devastating the the more children you have Mm -hmm. and especially when like the uh, message is about family especially it's like leaving your little baby daughter behind at one point yeah and i just like that absolutely destroyed me but also like almost every pixar movie is about parenting yeah this one's no no different yeah absolutely Um, and uh i realized that for every time Pixar has like really, really broken me. Mm. I have inadvertently set up all these things for the future to break my kids. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, wait, how? So I've bought um, Lotso, who is the oh, evil yeah. bear from Toy yeah, Story no, 3. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yeah. A big strawberry scented, talking, cuddly That's Lotso. That's right. You bought it for B for a birthday. Yeah, but now it lives in Archie's room. That's right. And he cuddles that. it. Um, he also owns a Mr. Bing Bong. So these kids, yeah, you've traumatized from, your kids from uh, from Inside Out. Um, and you may as well get him the dog from John Wick. Well, guess <laughs> what I've started doing now. Minute. Every night now, I sing Archie to sleep with "Remember Me." Yeah, it's you, these, they're either going to be stone cold killers and not feel a <laughs> thing, or because you've already presented them with it, or they're going to be like, "Dad's a bastard." Cool. Good. Uh, two good yeah, options. I, I, two cool options. <laughs> 
or they'll be horn dogs with UV lights down at the art gallery learning about the beautiful anatomy of the We body. can only hope. At least one of them. Please, God. Please. I'll try my best to <laughs> persuade one. Uh, yeah, Pass look, I, I liked it a lot more than I, I... I'm a big Pixar fan, as you would know, and anyone that listens here would know. I liked it more than I thought I was going to, and I was really hoping to like this film. It's. I'm genuinely bummed that it hasn't gotten the audiences that... I think it's grossed okay. Yeah, and it's got a huge critical response. It's like, I think it's like, you know, again, Rotten Tomatoes sucks, but I'm pretty sure it's like a 97 or 98. I'm like fine it's with it. I'm fine it's with it. Like just, just an aggregator. It, it, it's had like basic unanimous praise. Um, 60, 657 million. 97 Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty amazing, like, actually. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing film, especially for a film that's not a sequel and it's an original idea, which Pixar used to be the bastions of oh. and now kind of aren't, sadly. They've gotten in the business of um, telling, like... Uh, well, I'm so happy with how Toy Story 3 ended. I'm just still kind of, like, quite weary of the fact that there's a Toy Story 4. Happening. I didn't want a Toy Story 3, though, and look how that ended up. Yeah, but... That ending says like, bye. I know. Bye forever. Be okay with this. Uh, Coco has actually made more than Moana at this point. Wow. And it's still there. Moana's still like a huge ass fave. Yeah. Uh, look, go see Coco. Next movie. Next Tick. movie. Um, uh, Marrying the Witch's Flower. Yeah. So this is the debut film from the uh, the maniacs that brought you Arietti and Marnie by the Sea. Two like, of the later Studio Ghibli films. Two of the later and two of the weakest Studio Ghibli films. I've only seen Arietti, but that was a that was a. You chore. watched it in my house, yeah. You yeah. hate that movie. I reckon you. you I reckon I should see it again now that I'm, I'm I have bigger wee buys. <laughs> now that you've got uh, a taste of the Chinese cartoon, <laughs> I think you can jump in and watch it. Uh, yeah, so Studio Studio Ponok made this, and it is founded by a guy called Yoshiaki Nishimura, and he was a animator at and a director at Studio Ghibli, and obviously did not make the films that were made by uh, Hao Miyazaki. Hao Miyazaki, no, 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 not at all. But was more of a uh, no. He was a producer. I'm sorry. Right. He was a producer there. But uh, the first film was Marrying the Witch's Flower, which was... Uh, they did some ads for JR, which is Japan Rail. Uh, that was one of the first things. They did a little campaign for it, which I found on YouTube and watched. But oh, here you go. Studio Ponox is, is, is a, uh, it comes from the Serbo-Croatian word Ponok, which means midnight or the beginning of a new day, which is... Uh, that's a nice feeling, isn't it? So just looking uh, from a box office point of view, Coco made almost five and a half... A hundred million? Yeah. Like five, five fifty, hundred million? Yeah, um, crazy. Mary and the Witch's Flower has made uh, 32.3 million worldwide. That's why a minute ago when you yeah, were like, <laughs> oh, the two big movies, I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe no. But I like that you had the heart. Um, so yeah, this is directed by Hiramasa Yonabayashi, who did uh, Arietti and When Marnie Was There, and was somebody who like, you know, obviously worked under and studied under Hayao Miyazaki, which is kind of like a pretty good prerequisite, I'd say, for taking on a anime. Yeah, totally. So, look, I didn't know much about this film, despite and not not unfortunately, but the the one thing everybody knows about this film, it's the film by X Studio Ghibli animators. Yes, that's right. You um, kind of know that going in, and I tell you what, if you, you you missed the start and you didn't see the studio title and you had no idea about the current state of Studio Ghibli, you'd be You'd be thinking it was a Studio Ghibli film, I'd say. Um, it's it's been based off of a um a, like a, a short book, right? story called um, uh, "The Little Broomstick" by a writer called Mary Stewart. This is classic Ghibli again, taking a Western story. Yep. And 
taking like loose parts of it, like very loose parts. Arietti was one. There was the Borrowers. Yeah, the you know, Borrowers, again, yeah. uh, How's Moving Castle was How's Moving Castle. Mm. Uh, at West, like they, uh, Tales of Earthsea, there was this trend of... Um, yeah, the, Ponyo is a Little Mermaid. Ponyo is a Little Mermaid, taking famous Western stories and turning them uh, that. So I obviously haven't read the original, but and into wacky Chinese cartoons. Wacky Chinese. It's like, what will they do next? Oh, the house has legs. <laughs> Congratulations, you just got animated. We should we point out that we are very aware that that anime comes from Japan. Oh, totally. It's, it's a joke. Like, it's like a it's funny. Like, it's not a our joke trust. either. Oh, really? No, it's like a thing online. Uh. It's like a meme. It's like a. It's yeah. You know, this isn't me. It's like a. I, I spent a lot of time. I was like, I was very impressed. I'm like, this is a good joke, Crosskit. No, I spent a lot of time on weeb boards, um, <laughs> weeb pages, and yeah, it's uh, it's probably from being an Evangelion fan. You do see the term Chinese cartoons pop up a lot. Thank you for that. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not thanks for man. I don't steal that. jokes. Yeah. Um, but- there are other podcasts that we <laughs> do that. Um, Sometimes they guest on here. <laughs> so Mary and the Witch's Flower is Some- is a very very quaint. Little movie mm-hmm. um, featuring a, I think so many Ghibli and Japanese movies like kind of aimed at kids begin like this: a yep. bored kid living with old people, yep. waiting for something exciting to happen. A female person entices him to do something, and then you find out the female is a villain. <laughs> and there's cute little things along the way, and there's a gratuitous shot of somebody cooking and then eating a meal. Yes, God, the food in this looks good. Yeah, it was just straight up. Ju- I was like, oh yeah, close up of food being consumed and cooked, like classic. Um, but there's a, a female great, protagonist. There's a great little uh, prologue in which we see a witch so escape from um, a school or something. A school, or, yeah, with with a with a flower. Yeah, um, the witch's flower, as we learned. It was later. a great intro. Um, intro is brilliant, and and like you know, you think I thought it was going to be a pretty straight up kind of like you know magic school thing, but then like you see the witch getting attacked by these cr- really out of this world yeah remind me a bit of um, Breath of the Wild meets uh, Castle in the Sky Laputa like these ancient robot type of things yeah yeah and then like weird fish things like that reminded me of Ponyo how like the big fishes were coming and like yeah yeah, it was, it was, there was a lot of imaginative stuff going on, I thought. And even you could pr- kind of tell in parts perhaps it did lack the budget of a Ghibli film because there wasn't as much stuff perhaps happening on screen a lot I, of the time. I thought it was like, like, like um, visually, I thought it was flawless. Yeah, like, yeah I, oh, absolutely. It was one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I think where this movie really lacked is the story is just a bit meh. And, and the character of Mary yeah. is she just... She is, she just kind of goes along with whatever happens and doesn't really have her own character. I found that, um, and this is a case for Ghibli films that aren't directed by Miyazaki, that he just has those little quirks where characters in the background will do something that there's no dialogue, nothing, you know, like too little, like the mouse or the little fly thing. And like most films wouldn't bother to have stuff with them, but while there's something, you know what I mean? It's like, and there are those moments where you're like, oh, that's why he's the, re- revered as the best animated director of all yeah, time totally. and like this movie doesn't have those moments so much you know what i mean like if, if there is an animal doing something it's usually like set a shot and you're supposed to see it yeah like a lot of the it almost felt like an improvised anime <laughs> like there are some moments like there's one character the the broom guy oh who, yeah he just keeps oh, yeah. coming back and He's saving got... them repeatedly yeah um and i thought that was like there's also like li- very lazy like lucky moments in 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 the plot um, but I didn't care. Like similarly yeah. to Coco, where I, I knew what I was getting I, into. I knew, I knew this. I knew I could see the story beats as they were happening before they were happening. 
Um, but it was done so well that I didn't care. Like, it was a I, great I thought, first film. This for was a studio. This looks brilliant, and the soundtrack is one of the best. Mm. It looked great too. Like when the animals are running around and they freed these things, and you're just like, yes, this yeah. is sick. I think the story is is very very sweet and simple. So you should go into it with that. It's not there are bursts of creativity that will be reminiscent for you of you know some of your favorite. Ghibli movies, but nothing on the level of a Miyazaki movie. Yeah, but still, I thought it was like, it, it was nice for me. I was like, oh, this is great that there are, you feel good that there are other people out there making films that are, you know, there's so much cinematic anime never makes it out of Japan, especially to here. But it was so nice to go, oh, cool. These movies are, um, you know, th- the future's in good hands. Totally. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, cool. Like, there is a new generation of animators and they will tell stories and you know, people aren't around forever and the inevitable will happen one day, but it's good because there's a lot of people who he's touched and trained, not in the John, John <laughs> Light. We're not talking about Pixar right now. Uh, and it was just like, yeah, it was, I, I, I almost walked away like thinking about that as much as I was about the film. Yeah. I was like, Oh great. It's everything's, it, it's all good. And maybe at one point, you know, he will reach the level that Miyazaki yeah, I mean, as a third film and first film for this studio, third film in total and first film, it was good shit. Totally. Soundtrack was so good, like you said. Love that soundtrack. Incredible soundtrack. And that's yeah. by the same composer who did Arietti and the other yeah, one, by it's, the same director. It's, it's basically like, yeah, if you missed the studio titles at the start of the film, you'd think it was a Ghibli film that you hadn't seen. Yeah. I love the cats because one of them looked exactly like my cat. I love just cats what they called? and Japanese Bone and, culture no, in general. Ben and Pen or something. What is it with cats in Japanese pop culture? Well, it's a, Monster Hunter. They love cats. You know, Every Ghibli So many movie. people live in small apartments maybe and that's why they have cats. cats cat cafes. Cats are just, uh, yeah, that's such a big part. Hello Kitty. Doraemon. Yeah, it, cats are everywhere. Is, cat, he, is he a cat? Yeah. Yeah. Cats be meowing. Well put. Thanks. Um, which was your personal preference of the two? Coco or Mary's? Uh... Man, I, you know what? Like, I think I preferred Coco, but if it came to like, which one would you pop on again to watch? I'd probably put on Mary's because I don't want like, <laughs> to... You don't want to It was so emotional. Yeah, it really was. We, couldn't start, we, like, we saw it together, Chloe and I, and like, we, we had trouble talking for the next 20 minutes. And it was like 4 p.m. when the movie finished. So it was like daylight. We had these like red eyes. I wasn't at a comedy club. <laughs> it was a different <laughs> reason. But uh, it was just like, oh man, that movie was brutal. And we're just like... So beautiful, and we're just like we both agreed that yeah. It, it at the start we're like oh this is good, and then it just goes oh this is insane. Like it hits that point, and you're yeah. like this is a beautiful with an film. incredible ending. Yeah, incredible ending. But um, I'd probably watch Mary and the Witch's Flower again just because I don't want to fucking cry my my eyes out again. That it, was it is just very very gorgeous light entertainment. Yeah, it's it's great. It's 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 quite quick. It's quite uh, you know, it's easy to watch. Actually, you know what? I would definitely see it again. Is we both saw the subs version with the Japanese. Oh yeah, cast. I'd be curious to see the dubs. It's got like Kate Winslet, um, some other some other actors in it. Yeah, other, other actors that we can't be bothered to look at. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always, I, I I never saw that. I always wanted to see the Ponyo track because I think was that Winslet again in Ponyo? Uh, Jim Broadbent's in it in the. Uh, because I, I know that, like you know, if you ever if you are going to hear a good dub, would you say Ponyo? Is Ponyo that that, that that has a really great English cast too? I think it's got um, what's her name? Thirty Rock. Tina Fey. Yeah, Tina Fey. That's right. Yeah, and um, the dad's played by Liam Neeson, the one who's trying to get Ponyo back. Amazing. <laughs> so it's basically Taken. <laughs> it's like a Taken prequel. 
It's like he's trying to get his goddamn daughter back, but it's some eight-year-old punk. Ham-eating fish. Ham-eating idiot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. I would recommend both those movies greatly. I think think Coco might be around for a few weeks longer than Mary's Bulls. Rent or buy both films? I'll buy both. Yeah, I think I would too. That's... Mary and the Witch's Flower is a great introduction to anime for kids, I reckon. Yeah, because Miyazaki's movies, while I love them, can get very heavy and terrifying in parts. Yeah, and also and the pacings also for some of the older films, like quite noticeably, they drag a bit for yeah, someone who's sure. like maybe young and they're used to maybe seeing a lot of Western films, i.e. Disney films, where people singing about how they're feeling a lot of the time. Yep. Whereas a, a Miyazaki film is just like, it's Japanese. Like they don't talk about how they feel. Like it's all about the silences. Yeah. Like there's that great story how Laputa Castle in the Sky, like Disney when they you know got the rights and were making the international versions in the late '90s, early '90s, were like, oh, you'll have to come in and do more of the score. There's a lot of there's too much quiet in this movie where there's no dialogue and no music. Like, and they're like, no, that's the point. Like, <laughs> there's there's just sound effects of like the wind and stuff. And yeah. they, 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 they were terrified of that concept. They're like, but there's no music. Like how it's just like, and the, the cicada sound. That's yeah. In you're every, hearing everything. Every, every, uh, I always say, wait, you watch Evangelion. That's all you will hear. <laughs> Cause it's a permanent summer in Evangelion. Right. Cause the world's different. I almost watched the first episode of that today. Fuck. Why didn't you? Cause I was playing that game. I didn't want to tell you about earlier. You play indie, you watch Evangelion. I play indie games. All right. Yeah, that's easy. It's a fucking deal. It's the indie game of anime. Um, so now we're going to talk about the final movie we're going to talk about. The trilogy of movies that Angus and I both saw in the same week. Yeah. It's so great. It's, I think it's a record. Uh, so The Shape of Water is the latest movie um, directed by directed and written. Directed and written, yeah. And produced and too. Produced as well, yeah, by um, Guillermo del Toro. Isn't it Guillermo? Uh, it's up to you. Okay. But <laughs> isn't it up to him? And it's, it's, it's also like language is evolving. It's like no one talks well, Latin anymore, but yeah, it's but everywhere. it's his name. <laughs> Like oh, no. if, if I if you went to how another did you country, say it? Like Guillermo, it's up to you. Like yeah, I listened to some podcasts that he was on this week, and he was fine with people him calling him Guillermo. Okay, he's Gu- Guillermo. Gu- Guil I am. Guil I am. He made a. He's a hologram, and he's telling you if Trump won. Um, so I've not watched many. I know he's like so loved by probably all of our listeners, but yeah. he's been someone that like I saw Hellboy when it came out. Yeah, and still a gr- one of the best comic adaptations. See, I don't like it. Yeah right, and I, and I, I rewatching it um, after after reading all the comics, yeah. I liked it even less. What didn't you like about it? I just the the pacing of it is really really strange, and I like the horror elements of it. I think those are yeah. really really good, but I just think the the, the jokes don't land, and uh, the story is a like a bit of a well. Are you looking forward to the new one? I don't know really. I, I I'm at the point now where I kind of like beyond like MCU stuff. I kind of just. Would rather just have the comics be the comics. Yeah, um, you just like Justice League and I said Marvel, the MCU. MCU. <laughs> and um, how fucked did Flash run in Justice League? I just remembered then. <laughs> I haven't got that run, image out of my head for so long. Like, threw himself in. It's like he's on direction. two banana peels. Yeah, but, so weird. But, but he tripped over the banana peels with his hands. It's so weird. Or his head. He slipped on a, his head slipped, and so that's why so it's weird. So we'll far never in front know of the full feet. story. I, I think in like five years we'll find out the full story of like what went on behind the scenes. Yeah, and Ezra like, Miller got MS midway through the shoot, and so they were just to throw him towards the he camera. He was like rigged up on a system and like was controlled like a marionette puppet. Um, but I, I remember I watched Pan's Labyrinth when it came out. So you have um, seen that Pan? I have, but that was during here's my weird story. I saw. <laughs> 
I, I a lot of movies that I saw while smoking a lot of weed when I was you know a teenager. I like like Donnie Darko. I think I know that's not a good movie, but I loved it so much when uh, I was a kid. It's a, it's okay. Like it's a fine movie. So I, I bet I saw Pants Land at the same time, and I'm like, it came out 2006. I, How old were you in 2006? You were a teenager. I was early 20s. Yeah, not a teenager. <laughs> stop, stop playing <laughs> it. Right. You're a teenager. I saw Donnie Darko when I was a teenager, but yeah, Pants Labyrinth I think was 2006. I'm gonna check that out. I want to see. I want to. I want to test your piss in a moment. So I want to find out. <laughs> what? Uh, well, the movie. It's 2006. Yeah. 2006. And we got it 2007, I think. Yeah. Right. Well. Okay. Well, I. I, I saw <laughs> so while it. I was giving, <laughs> taking my son to school, <laughs> and getting weed. Um, yeah. You are the Kevin Smith of this podcast. It's great. No. Crying. <laughs> Oh, he's got kids, I guess. He's right. got kids. We both directed movies starring our daughters doing yoga. <laughs> oh, man. And your best both, friend does... Both friends. Your co-host does... Johnny Depp. You do, you, and your co-host is at risk of using heroin. Yeah. So you do a podcast <laughs> with him every week. Yeah, if I'm Kevin Smith, does that make you Jason Mewes? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> he's the type of guy that would definitely have... He's the type, what? He's the type of guy... He's the type of guy that would definitely... Have like a tattoo where his pubic hair should be, just like flames and stuff. Oh, man. Don't you think? Like Except you. it'd be like a Red Bull can. Or something you too. you shave your pubes off, and you just have a tattoo that says pubes. It says yeah, insert pubes here. <laughs> it's extremely funny. We all laugh and then get down to business. But I haven't seen um, what's the big robot one? Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim. And I haven't seen which is polarizing. I think people who are fans of anime. This has been a big anime episode. Either love it or hate it because they're like, ah, oh, it sucks. It's not like the anime. Whereas other people are like, yeah, you're never going to get live action anime, and this is this is it, and it's big goofy fun. What are his other big movies? Uh, he did Blade Two, which was oh yeah, for, okay, wait, I've seen that. Phenomenal. That's, great. That's super great. Such a great film. He did Kronos, which is his like first film. Uh, Mimic, which was like '97. I still remember like renting that out, which is super weird. Uh, Hellboy One, Hellboy Two, Golden Army, Pan's Labyrinth. He also did... Oh, he produced uh, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. <laughs> uh, Crimson Peak. Oh, Kung Fu Panda too. <laughs> Crimson Peak was another one. He did, Yeah, he did some DreamWorks stuff. Right. Uh, Crimson Peak was like his last film. And then this guy. So uh, uh, when, when this kind of... I don't know, when this came out, it was like, you know, Guillermo del Toro's got a new movie That did out. nothing to you. You weren't like... I was just like, oh yeah, it kind of looks like one of the Hellboy characters. You didn't have your taxi driver poster up and it wasn't like when they say the new film from Quentin Tarantino. And you're like, I love yeah, cinema. Look, look, I know this is entirely on me. I don't know why I have a reluctance towards... You know I, what? You just... said you were super stoned. <laughs> I, but I liked... I, I have memories of liking Pan's Labyrinth. Were you liking Pan's Labyrinth? Were you liking the 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 the, the hit, good, good, the mad dog? Actually, fuck, if, it's, if, it, if it came out in two thousand seven, that's peak <laughs> pinger territory. So you were like literally like watching a movie with subtitles while off your big old tittos <laughs> and had no idea what was going on. How disrespect? You know me about being. I don't care if you're sober for school, t- work, teaching, court, or even the child's birth. Do do not. <laughs> Be high or drunk in the cinema, please. That's I didn't it. see it at the movies. It was okay, it was great. at a kick on. <laughs> oh man, that would have been like 2008, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, took years. Yeah, right. Yeah, fuck Jesus. I'm so far. I'm, I'm practically 50 at this point. Why are you watching a <laughs> Spanish-speaking like children's fairy tale? I lived at a in kick Newtown. On? Okay. I saw, you know what's so funny? I saw it in Newtown at the Dendy. So at the same time, we're probably having like polar opposite experiences. <laughs> and my little like dweeby or tourish days being like, ah, oh, yes, the mise en scene says this. And like 
you're having the time of your life. Saying, I Who, think I think I like this movie. Ask me again in 2018. And it's like, yo, would, should I regret this Donnie Darko back tattoo I just got? It's sick. <laughs> Next to the tattoos that I mentioned earlier that I forgot but, what they were. About your wet butt. Wet butt. Continuity. I don't, I don't think that's very funny. Huh? We go back and re-record that so it's something funnier. No, nah, I've mentioned it a few more times as okay, well. So right. we'll have to George Lucas's bitch up and <laughs> just put in the new new band singing the new song on Jabba's Palace in place. And and talking about walkie-talkies. Anytime we re-edit, we should literally put in that new song from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it's going like, what the Jabba do like, we do? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to sing it. And whose throat do we go all the way down? I don't know. Yeah, he's like a... Guy who was made for the special edition. So oh, I, I meant out of you and me for the, oh. for the for our. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess it's whoever's feeling like wearing lipstick on the day. So <laughs> for whatever reason, I have. Oh, actually, we were another reason because of just <laughs> my dumb past. I was like, I don't know if we're going to see this Guillermo del Toro movie, and then you saw it, and then everyone in our Hey Fam Hot Takes chat was it was talking about liking it, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know, not for me. Just automatically thinking this movie wasn't for me. You're like, wait, is it an indie game on Switch? <laughs> what do you mean it costs nine million? Is it, million? Was it made in sixteen bit? <laughs> um, and uh, then I heard <laughs> is, that is there guaranteed no physical copies of this ever coming out? Then I heard that there that it's been up for all these Academy Awards, and I was like, what a Guillermo del Toro movie? What the fuck? That's I cool. think Pan's Labyrinth was heavily nominated as well, but in like visual effects and like probably best yeah. foreign movie or something mm, like mm. that. Like this has got like you know all of the main. It's got everything. No, Screenplay, every it has everything. Actor, actor supporting actor, actress, yeah, yeah like film director, um, costume, composer. art, yeah, yeah everything. Score. Um, and uh, I was like, "Well, that's that's crazy." And so, without without looking any more into what the movie was about, that's so good. You did that. I just went. And, I just went and saw it like the next day after after hearing the Oscar nominations. Not because yeah. I'm like an Oscars guy. I just thought it was like this guy loves the Oscars. Of note that that one of his movies was. It's big. I mean, Pacific Rim, and I think this is a severe oversight on the uh, Academy's behalf, but was not nominated for Best Film, (laughs) which I think is super weird, and you'll be hearing from my lawyers. So I went and saw it, and um, I really, really enjoyed it. Did you go solo or? Solo, Sure, sure. Saw Mary solo too. So what what were you expecting before you walked in? Um, Like a, I guess, a horror, a horror movie. Yeah, wow. Um, I mean, the title card does, and if the art, if and I, I'd seen the lens. trailer, I'd seen the trailer, oh, okay. and I knew, and I thought it looked like, um, what's his name, Abe Sapien. He looks so much like Abe um, Sapien from Hellboy, but and also like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Totally, yeah. and and I, I heard that there were comparisons to Black Lagoon. Um, so, I, but beyond that, I didn't really, and I knew that was there was some everyone had been making like fish fucker. Let's get it out of the way. Fish fingered. She she fucks the fish. <laughs> She fuck fish. She fuck fish. Um, so I knew that I knew that was going to happen at some point. He fuck <laughs> the, the fish. Fuck. It's um, wild. It's uh, not. It's like you don't see. It, it's implied. She protect. She attack. But most of all, she lick fish sack. Yeah. It come, yeah. It's it's funny too. The movie's got some good jokes. Um, but. It really wins you over very, very quickly. This movie. It's gorgeous to look at. It's every shot is the, from the color palettes, uh, the swirling uh, camera. To like, uh, I found, I, I learned later that there's no static shots in the film to emulate the feel of water. Right, which is insane. Like mm. when you think, like I didn't even notice that. I guess if in lesser hands, you would notice and be like, "What the fuck's this camera moving?" 
uh, it's just gorgeous. Like it wins you over. You you immediately want the best for the characters you're supposed to want the best for. Like what an amazing protagonist having a mute protagonist is such a great who never feels like feels like she belongs or is of use to anybody. Yeah, and. And, and the, the love story that develops between her and... Uh, two things that can't talk. Like, everyone else talks, but those two can talk and they understand each other, which is so beautiful. They help each other communicate. It's amazing. Um, I loved the cast. I was about to say, supporting cast is like, so great. Everyone in it was, yeah. was, was, was great. And Michael Shannon is still the fucking best villain. If, you're gonna, if you want to get a villain... Oh, man, when... The fingers. So I, I think should we like we 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 didn't spoil Coco. We didn't yeah, spoil we won't spoil Mary's. too much. But I just said the fingers, and I'm talking. Maybe I'm talking about them fish fingers. Let's do like ten minutes of, yeah. of talking about why we like this movie, and then I want to go full spoilers just for the end of the episode. Yeah, because there are so many moments in this that like, I'm so bummed that he's General Zod because he would be such a great like villain for the MCU. I, I reckon that, that, that get him Marvel over. can steal him. Oh, yeah, no one remembers Zod. Everyone's going on and on about how great Michael B. Jordan's. Uh, uh, Kill, uh, portrayal of yeah, Killmonger in, uh, in Black Panther is, and he he's a he was another MCU, but not MCU. He was he was a the he Fox. was the, the the Fox testing. He's in the timeline where Tim Heidecker is in Marvel movies. Oh my god, I keep forget. I always forget that he's in Fantastic Four. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> he plays um Fan his teacher, stick. doesn't he, or his dad? Yeah, his teacher. Te- I can't remember. Yeah. Um, Michael Shannon. Yeah, the whole cast. The dude from Stepdad, uh, Step Brothers. Yes. He was he, great. He was amazing. I was like, oh, this guy has depth. Like, thought, what a great yeah, actor. Yeah, totally. I, I, he reminded me so much of Brian Cranston throughout yeah, the totally. movie as well. Yeah, that's that's true. And like a really sad story. Like, you know, all these people who are, can't find the words to say. I mean, it, it, it's kind of obvious. Like, you know, the people who are talking don't know what to say to the right people or yeah. can't say the right things because of who they are in society. But it's the two people who can't talk are like the the most, you know... Science, silence is golden and they're the most pure communicators. Yeah, totally. And then I loved um, the dude from A Serious Man, Michael Oh, yeah, he was Michael great. I hadn't Stilberg. seen him since A Serious Man. He was uh, great. Yes, you have. He was in Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. I've forgotten that. Um, and his role. Yeah. Who is he in it? Like I, I actually, I don't know. I, I just looked, I, I looked up his name then. It says he was in Doctor Strange. So you didn't Strange. remember he was from I Doctor Strange. But he was also, he, he was great in the, um, the third, third season of, um, of Fargo. Um, uh, the and, one I haven't seen. And also in in Fargo was uh, he wasn't a scientist he was he was like also on security sure um, what was what in in Shape of Water that other guy oh yeah he, yeah, yeah he's yeah, in yeah, the yeah. season of Fargo the guy too. who was like the second in command to the guy that it, um, Michael Shannon kept yelling at when stuff was going wrong yeah yeah what's yeah. his name um I'll figure it out. Richard Jenkins is that it? No, no, no. Sorry, Richard Jenkins, like step brothers. Nick, Nick. <laughs> I just kept thinking of the Catalina wine mixer every time I saw him. <laughs> um, Are you, do you do you fuck with step brothers? Oh, of course, man. It's fucking great. It's it's god tier. Um, Boats like, and hose. Uh, it's it's god tier. Um, like naughty's apato, isn't isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you just straight up IMDbing. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure You're out. Such a rookie at it. I'm I'm Wikipediaing. Jesus. I'm doing it wrong. Let's today. talk about the movie. No, I want to. <laughs> so looking at the gross of Mary again. <laughs> no, but we all know the guy you're talking about. If you've seen the movie. Yeah, he's in Fargo. So they're both in Fargo. Um, but yeah, I thought the cast was was just incredible. And, mm. and we haven't even spoken about the female lead. But um, we have. We've, we said a bunch. Well, I mean, just like her performance. I, I actually had to look up to see if she was actually mute. No, she's not. Yeah, no, yeah, she's yeah. in Paddington and stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and Paddington too. Thank God. Thank you, IMDb. 
Wikipedia. This guy loves IMDb. No, I love, I love he can't get off it. It's wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just like her. She, it was, it's like her performance. I think the entire movie relies on how good she is. Yeah, your to... buy-in of her. Like if you buy in the idea that she's mute and can't talk. But not don't... just that. Like because so much of it relies on her sexuality. Yeah, sure. Um, and her need for it. That's right. Um, like opening scene, she's mazzing. Yeah, and, and that's like a re- recurring motif of that. Like and that's kind of like she, a that's shock. what she does in that bathtub yeah. before she puts the fish man in yeah. it. Yeah, and that's um, kind of a shock because you're like, it's set in the 50s or whatever, 60s, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know how this... Oh, no, sh- that's happening. And oh. I think it could have been so creepy were her performance not yeah. so like innocent, but without... That makes it sound worse. No, it was, but like, it was all very purposeful. I was listening. She's not sexy when she's doing that. No, it's, but she can be sexy she's doing she it to be. Exactly, but she's doing that... It was the Adam. role was written for her. Right. Uh, it was like Del Toro's like Del Toro just wanted to see a Maz in a bar. No, he's like <laughs> she she's the actress who can do it. Like it's for no one else. And was like, I will wait if you can't do it right now. Because it's been in development, I think, since like 2011 or something. Right. Uh, also, like she watched a lot of Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin and stuff. But from his like suggestion to get that silent kind of chiller. Yeah, staring at the camera using you know body language. Yeah, really interesting. There's been some fascinating. I recommend listening to um, I think it's the uh, the DGA, the Directors Guild of America podcast, where uh, great great series. It's a director interviewing another director. Yep, straight after a screening of it. So like um, Spike Jones did Ryan Johnson for the Last Jedi recently. Oh really? Wow. It's Baz Luhrmann awesome. doing uh, Del Toro. It's like 45 minutes. It's amazing. It's such a great chat. And yeah, yeah. Learned so much about the film and just certain decisions and so i kind of feel like everything i'm going to say it's might i might accidentally have said stuff that he said just because it left such an impression on me yeah but it's it's so worth hunting down if you're into like a guy who loves making movies and a guy who takes years of laboring over making films and why he made the shape of water and there's this quote that stuck with me and i think i even relate it to you where he's like um you know in the, the whole point of the movie was if in the 50s this came out you know, the creature would be the villain when you, scr- you, you the audience would rep- be feel repelled when you see the creature. Totally. But in this, now the, the, the film is like you're repelled from the human, the guy who would be the hero, the Michael Shannon, the agent trying to hunt it down. Yep. So it's just that great. I mean, it, it, the movie had a subtitle up until the, it was apparently it was um, the, the Shape of Water, a fairy tale for our modern times. Or for for for, for bad times, a, a fairy tale for times like this, something like that. It was like a basically saying like this is a we need stories like this right now. Yeah, it was. It, it, it definitely like the whole way through. I'm like, this is definitely like a genre movie, which is normally something that like the Academy avoids. I yeah, I mean, but, they once nominated The Dark Knight for Best Picture, which still always like kind of blows me away. And I guess they nominated like Lord of the Rings. Does Tarantino get nominations? Yeah, I think he Hateful Eight was did, nominated before that. Like, I don't know, like. Um, I'm pretty sure Hateful Eight and obviously, Django obviously was nominated. The screenplay one, Bastards might have been, but you, they went to yeah. actors like Christoph Waltz got those. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like the, I think the, the the romance is so key to this movie being like such Hollywood bait. Yeah, know, like for for it's the like a season. fairy tale. It's a it's a perfectly made fairy tale. I thought like you could it works now. It works probably in thirty years. It works thirty years ago. It's such a there's a great sequence, like the, 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 the beautiful sequence when the, the dinner table and it kind of goes away to that like tap dancing sequence yes, and it totally. comes back and the singing and you're just like, oh man, what a great moment. Like you wouldn't expect that moment in a film it's from imp- the trailer. It like, reminded me a, bu- a bit of, um, 
what's it called? The Artist? Yeah, sure. The black it reminded me of Amelie. It, like, it reminded yeah, me of yeah, like totally. a, a like a you know very Euro type of uh, type of film that celebrated. That was all, as much about celebrating cinema. Yeah, like very very literally. Like totally. you know, with, with, that they live references above a cinema. cinema yeah, it's so much. There's so many old movies being screened. Always throughout references. The... Yeah, it, like it's a world in which the movies we have seen have also existed. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a perfect Del Toro film. I went to an exhibit, different trip to Los Angeles, but last year. <laughs> How did you get to the exhibit? Well, I was at a gallery, and I was <laughs> actually got an Uber, but this time I'd learnt from my mistakes and was fine. And there was it was at LACMA, which is a big, beautiful um, gallery, like outdoors, indoors, at um, downtown LA. Yep. Beautiful. You've probably all seen photos of it on the gram, certain exhibits. But the, there was a Del Toro exhibit put on by him about him. Which really? was like the big show there at the time, and it was a, it was so great. And it was while he was making this because it was 2016, so I assume that's when like production was on. There was like his sketches for his next film, The Shape of Water, and I remember it kind of being teased then. And yeah, it was an awesome exhibit. It was kind of like his love of monsters from like Lovecraftian stuff to like from like you know, uh, like like Frankenstein and just how much like it was all about monsters and like the myth of monsters and how much that's just entranced him as a filmmaker and stuff. It was a great exhibit. I'd li- I hope it tours. Where do, where does this one stack up against like the other Del Toro movies? And would, uh, do you think I would? I, I, I sh- I, should I? Go, I should definitely give his other movies a shot, right? But first of all, I need to go and rewatch Pan's Labyrinth. Watch Pan's Labyrinth again. I'd say Pan's uh, is probably the most similar to this mm-hmm. in the sense it kind of skirts the fantastical with a reality with a harsh reality. The harsh reality of this film is like the Cold War that's happening when the Russians and the kind of yeah. there's the real world. Oh, is there a mole? Is this going on? Whereas Pan Labyrinth is set across, I think it's like the early teens, the 19th century, 20th century, and it's um, Spanish Civil War. So you've kind of got this fantastical element with this like creature and magic stuff going on, but it's also like a very, very real war going on with a young girl. I don't know why, and it's so hypocritical that I would even think about this, but for some reason I always put him in the kind of like, you know, He's liked by people that have the Fight Club poster on their wall. I don't think so. I think his career is t- way too erratic. Like Blade Two to Pacific Rim to The Shape of Water. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He kind of reminds me of Peter Jackson in a way, where sometimes Peter Jackson will do a huge, big blockbuster, dumb movie, and then we'll also do like a movie which he really wants to make, like a smaller. He hasn't done that in a long time, though. He hasn't done that for a long time, but it kind of reminds What's that me. That's an awesome and, Michael J. Fox movie he made, um, uh, Frighteners. Frighteners. And they've got this obsession with horror, like also like Brain Dead. Like yep. they, 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 they're kind of quite similar to me to the point where I think Peter Jackson also thinks that because he was Del Toro developed The Hobbit, like he was supposed to be doing The Hobbit well, movie. Peter, Peter Jackson, one of the few directors that weren't wasn't thanked at the end of uh, the credits. Did you see that little? Wow. He thanks he thanks Joel Nathan Cohen. He thanks Edgar Wright. He thanks the guy that did that space movie with Sandra Bullock. Um, oh, yeah, Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else is in there? A few. Really? I didn't notice yeah, yeah. this. This yeah, is in the credits yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so like he's got a, like a producer credit, an EP credit, I think, or story credit on The Hobbit. But when he was developing it, apparently like the designs were all Del Toro and they wanted it was going to be completely different. He's like by the course of like it was going to be two hobbit movies mm-hmm. by the end of the second hobbit movie it was going to look more like the lord of the rings and he w- kind of had free reign but then he, he grew frustrated i think with how difficult not a lot's come out but he amicably left which kind of left peter jackson i think in a shit spot and he yeah, had right. to kind of scramble and make these movies which no one really loves they have just liked yeah but yeah he kind of reminds me of that like early beginnings in horror and big fan of like the monster genre and stuff but to the point where like pacific rooms almost like 
his King Kong, like, you know, he always wanted to make King Kong, Peter Jackson. And when he made that, it was like, oh, that's his big monkey movie. <laughs> and Pacific Ring came out and he's like, I've always wanted to do like a big robot fighting aliens movie. And you're like, oh, he, he did that. And it looked great. And then he had finally had the budget to do it. But yeah, I'd say he's similar to that in a way, like very different, obviously now, but uh, to me, kind of a similar filmmaker, someone who makes films because he really is into it. Yeah. It was funny seeing the, or kind of good seeing the Joel and Ethan Cohen um, thank you because I, I numerous times throughout the movie and maybe it was just the presence of um, of Michael Stuhlbarg. There were some Cohen-esque um, moments. I thought so much of the, the a lot shots, of the, so many of the shots and compositions felt very, very Cohen-esque. Especially the stuff at the workplace, like yep. at the facility. I was, I was getting Cohen vibes yeah, yeah, from that. Definitely. Yeah. Like very, really, really well shot mundane stuff and like yeah. almost like that it was shot like to a grid Um even yeah. Burton in parts, like some of the, the yeah, darker yeah, live like, action Burton I stuff. I guess anyone that's kind of, you know, known for doing stuff in a similar era will have yeah. immediate kind of comparison. And that wasn't like a diss. Like it was, I got some like Burton I vibes. Know, Burton, you hear Burton. You're like, it's but, also yeah. not true. I watched Batman Returns like yeah, two weeks ago and I was just like, fuck, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Batman Returns is such a good film. Edward Scissorhands is another very good one too. So, and Batman 89. Yeah. They're Be- all great. Beetleju- oh wait, Pee-wee's Big Fucking Adventure. That's still my favorite. For sure. Yeah, it's still my favorite too. Hands down. Early Burton Man. Don't, don't, don't. don't. Where does it end? Big Fish? Uh, I don't know. That'd be, that, let's say that for another episode. We'll track okay. the Burton films. I think wow. we should. That's a good fun. We won't watch them, but we'll just go from gut instinct. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll have the Wikipedia pages open for all of them. And you tell me the gross uh, budget as well. Yeah, I'm all over it. Somehow. I know. You've become a real money man. It's great. <laughs> this is almost two hours. Jesus. Yeah. That's good. great. We, yeah. didn't give, we didn't give him an episode for I know, a few so weeks. they can't complain. Well, you the, can, but they, I won't listen. Yeah, really. I will though. You will. Um, so Shape of the Water. Will we... we you, I, I loved Final, it. Yeah, I really, sure. really loved it. And it made me think like, you know, in general this year, I know that you were, you were much more on top of watching movies than I was. I'm the movie man. Everyone goes, they look at us. They're like, he's the indie game man. <laughs> I'm the movie man. It's the Dunkirk shirt, man. It gives it away. I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> but this movie, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll always see the Pixar movies. I'll always see the MCU yep. movies. Mm, mm. Those are the movies that I make time for. Um, but I, I'm going to just see more movies in general this year. It's fun. I think you're... Uh, yeah, I, I just forgot how fun it is. <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm finally fine with seeing movies um, solo. Yeah, I think I I love going to movies solo. It's so much like... Well, that one was kind of bittersweet because the, a very, very romantic movie ended and I realized the closest people next to me were like three old men that were sitting separately throughout my row. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you no, guys. None of them were good kisses. You guys, yeah. <laughs> But they all had wet buttholes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. I didn't want to hype myself up too much because I'm a fan. And I know he does have that kind of, oh, it's one of his movies. And these certain things happen, which is weird because you kind of look at his last five films and they're all completely different from one another. It's a weird instilled vibe. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the... Maybe Hollywood's making us think that because he left The Hobbit and they were pissed. I think it's just when any any director is known as a genre director, I think there is like a bunch of hangouts. And he is a, with... you know, and this isn't a joke, like he's an auteur as well. Like yeah, He absolutely, has his look. Yeah. So whenever anyone is con- like considered an auteur, you can kind of go like, oh, we know it's good. Well, he, gonna... he also probably describes himself as that too. I don't think he does. No, man, I think you're mistaken. He does online. 
think you're mistaking him for uh, someone to else. women under 16 you should listen to some of these podcasts like he's such a like selfless like just a huge movie fan he's, he's such a really laid-back casual guy sorry Gulam. yeah you're, you're I'm, gonna, really... I'm gonna i'm gonna go back i'm gonna watch all these movies and listen to the dga podcast he does with um Baz Luhrmann. It's insane that Baz Luhrmann... That Lerman's sounds so fucking unappealing. No, it's so batshit. You're just like, why does this exist? Why is Baz Luhrmann like holding court and just asking him questions about this film? It's it's insane that it exists. That's bizarre. It's worth listening. It's, you know... It's, it's, Baz it's, Luhrmann, where did it all go wrong? Immediately. Australia. <laughs> no, before... You're a Moulin Rouge man? Yeah, Moulin Rouge is great fun. What? It's fine. What? You're probably like whacked on weed. I can't actually trust any movies that you've watched whacked from like on weed. the late 90s to 2007. He's the indie games playing dad that was whacked on <laughs> with weed With the block for party Moulin shirt Rouge. on. He just wandered in. <laughs> wandered in with his block party shirt on. Romeo and Juliet is terrible. No, it's not. It's fantastic. No, it's terrible. No, it's not. Look, you and I have different film tastes. And I think that's completely fine. Romeo yeah, Juliet's great. I like almost every movie that you like. I did. I had no idea you were a Baz man. Oh, I think like his early stuff's terrific. It's iconic. It's for you know, no one else was doing that at the time. It looks un- unlike anybody else. It, the energy's unlike anyone else. Over time, people have just you know taken that and do it now. But yeah, it's kind of crazy, especially like strictly ballrooms. Insanely, like for someone to have their first film be that. Uh, what's the word? Kind of uh, idiosyncratic. That's that's pretty bizarre for someone to have a first movie and be like, oh shit. I like Tarantino with Reservoir Dogs. And you're like, oh shit, that's a Tarantino movie. Oh, it was the first movie. How crazy. Like, someone have their craft already nutted out by that first film. That's Guys, I don't. I, I, I should have warned you earlier, but Angus's, Angus's Dunkirk t shirt has become sentient. <laughs> I am the and Dunkirk. He's now, now my co host. See, I, I sometimes I whip on the film student uh, hat and it gets bad and I need to get <laughs> reeled back in. <laughs> But uh, listen, you should listen to a podcast with him. I think you've got Del Toro mistaken for somebody who thinks of himself as... Well, look, I, I'm more than happy to redeem Del Toro. What I, about Lerman? You have to, you're going to have to like... Oh, I, don't, I don't want Lerman to be redeemed. No, like I, I'm completely <laughs> fine with the zero redemption arc for him. That's did, fine. Did you watch his bizarre Netflix hip-hop series? No. <laughs> well, of course not. I watched his bizarre Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. that any good? Uh, I mean... Knowing that I don't like anything he's done, you love it. I like Strictly Ballroom. I give him you love it. Romeo and Juliet's great, man. That movie's iconic. Inspires so yeah, much I of. I, think, I also find I think it's kind of unwatchable now. Have you watched it? Yeah, recently. I mean, no. Oh, I, I watched it. Okay, you call me. I, I wasn't whacked on weed. <laughs> I watched it. Uh, Raylan Lyons. I watched it with my grandma when I first saw it. I, I thought it was very, very good when yeah. I was in year seven, but also very embarrassed to be watching a highly romantic movie Aww. with my grandma. What is it with you watching romantic movies of old people by uh, Shape of Water? <laughs> I, I saw Punch Drunk Love by myself too. That was the saddest because I, yeah. was, I was very single when, when you that You would have been 16, out. right? Yep. Yep. And, uh, Were you high? Uh, no, nah, just real bummed. <laughs> just real single. I went with my cousin. Bummed. Oh. I saw it. Uh, Were you guys dating? Maybe. <laughs> now that I think about it, all the elements were there. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, so the fingers. Do you want to speak the fingers? I just think that 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 one scene where where those fingers, fingers are disposed up. of, fucking hell, that's so wild. That's like, yeah, I love the the, the elements of of grotesque horror throughout Shape of Water. I think well, that's really, Del Toro's career. Really, like, yeah, 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 you'll see that. Well, and I knew that was going to be an element of the movie. But I thought it was used to great effect in in Shape of Water. I, I did a bit of a marathon in the lead up. The last I just did the last three. I watched Pacific Rim and um. I'm that's what you do at 
Like, that's what, like when you're I've like, I, I don't have time to watch. Yeah, I watch just, a lot of movies. You rewatch movies. Yeah, movies. I, I watch movies. Yeah, that that actually explains a lot. Mm. I watch like almost, I'd say like five, six movies a week, like just at home, and that's Fuck. not the cinema. That's insane. And that, that's a lot of new movies too, like video on demand stuff. I have like a, we have a huge list on our phone and like queue. Just love. Do you? you love I love cinema. Bright. Big. Big Bright fan. I love I love film. I haven't seen Bright yet. My dad and Hideo Kojima have both recommended it. <laughs> He's like, both, both da- of your dads. She's like, yeah. she's like, both of your dads have talked about it. You have to watch it. And I, I'll watch it for sure. I want to see that. Does, does, he, does, the, does he fuck the orc? <laughs> Is it like Shape of Water? Um, that- how great that they were able to turn that element of the movie into something like you never, as the audience, you're never like, ugh. It's yeah, like, you know, you're not at all. You're like, I want to fuck that fish. He was hot. Like, seriously, that fish was super hot. He had these cute little eyes going on. He was really cute. Yeah. And he had I, a mad bud. I like that it, you know, definitely like hinted at like some politically charged kind of tellings of, of the time. Absolutely. Um, but oh, I, of course, with like, without, you know, the guy who's gay and the black uh, husband and wife who were kind of, yeah. It's and like, also um, when uh, uh, she gets hit on by... Um, yes, by him and he's like you're cleaning and I think yeah. about yeah he's fucked he's so fucked in this movie shit, yeah. when he like mutes his wife to try and make her like him yeah. like her you're just like oh he's like stop talking and yeah. he's like you're fucked with his gross smelly fingers that's so good that like so many characters are just like something smells and it's his finger it's so good what a great component he's so weird too just chewing the candy and like just had oh, so many and weird his tropes explanation about the candy yeah so good yeah yeah so yeah, Michael Shannon is such a good like genre actor as well. Like, yeah, you want definitely. someone to be the most creepy dude in the room. I feel for him because his face is so creepy. Yeah, he always looks like that, even if he's a good guy. Like he looks fucked. <laughs> like he looks terrifying. Um, and one thing that uni- unites these three movies is they all have very good soundtracks too. Yeah, they do. They're, they're all actually sitting right now at the top of my um, Apple Music. Like uh, you know, you got you like recently added. Um, and uh, would got you believe Celeste up there? Look! Oh wow! Yeah, Celeste is another the, the game I'm talking about. Coco, Mary, and uh, Shape of Water. Yeah, I've got all they're all up in my top 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 yeah, ten as well. It's great. Um, Celeste is an incredible soundtrack. I don't even talk about that when I was talking about Celeste. The sa- the, the the soundtrack to that well, game we can is put in our video game. Incredible. So uh, that's as I'm talking about music right now. Um, as of next week, Angus and I we're going to do a regular episode. You know, every week when we can, provided we're not on holiday or having the worst. Week of our lives. We put our money where our mouths are. Um, we tried doing Patreon um, commentaries last year. When They're not fun to do and I can't imagine that they're things. fun to listen to. They're not fun to do and you guys are cruel because you pick the movies and oh. they were always the worst To be movies. honest, we always give them choices of ex- exclusively bad movies to pick for us. Yeah. Um, but It was like sending that dog out into space. I just wanted to see how far we'd go. Uh, but we came up with a better idea to create awesome content for Patreon um, supporters, um, and that is something called Hey FM, and which is going to yes. be a monthly radio show, show hosted by me and Angus. Yeah. It's only going to be available for Patreon subscribers. Um, if you work for Apra Amcos, don't listen to this. No, don't stop listening right now because we're going to spoil Shape of Water. Yeah, and I know no one from Apra no, Amcos has seen that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but don't listen to what we have to say next. Uh, but so yeah, if you want to. Um, uh, jump on the Patreon. We're going to kind of reshape it very soon and maybe change it so certain things that people that are very cheap right now might be a bit more expensively tiered. 
um, and get rid of all the insane options that we thought would be a great again, much like the bonus episodes, it started as a joke. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, if you want to uh, join, our, join our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash heyfam. Yep. And uh, very soon you'll be able to get uh, like uh, differently themed music-based radio shows. Um, I think that's fun. We're going to kick off with Angus and I doing our favorite songs of last, last year. year. Yeah. And uh, eventually I want to do a video game music of last year. I could, maybe I don't know. I just pick a few songs to put in next week's episode from video games. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, look forward to that. Um, and if you want to find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash heyfampodcast. Back to regular broadcasting too, every week, same fam time, same fan chat. No. but You're, uh, now, you're Kevin Smith now. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fat man on black man next week. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you but, live from the YouTube studio where we shoot it in. I was uh, actually thinking today, someone brought up comics and Batman stories. And I was literally like, man, Fat Man and Batman was li- th- those first 40 apps or so were so good when he had like... A bit less than 40. It was like 20 or so. Yeah. But he had like, like two-part episode of Mark, ha- Mark Hamill. Um, and uh, Paul and Dini. Paul Dini. Grant Morrison was on a few. woman who was the voice of um, Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. They were just great. Adam West. That was so good. They were so good, yeah. Um, and then he just talks about Game of Thrones now. He does what he does. Fucking does, hell. And, he and, does Hey Fam. And... Um, <laughs> Funko Pop stuff Like that's all he does now Do you reckon he listens back To Fat Man on Batman Cries? I think he has that he, We said we weren't going to talk about Kevin Smith anymore in this podcast He has that um, He All of his podcasts Are like when you watch Donnie Darko <laughs> <laughs> Like he just thinks It's like the best stuff ever I think Yeah He doesn't remember When was the last time You saw Donnie Darko? Maybe like 12 years ago Yeah I wonder if it's good Swayze's in it baby must be good. Swayze, baby, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, Gillen, yeah, Gillen. It's uh, language is um, language is fluid. It's Guillermo tall. It's Guillermo tall. Gil Guillermo. Gil I am. Maggie and uh, Jake. <laughs> That's when we stop, I guess. We start naming the siblings of a movie <laughs> we didn't talk about. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to find Angus online, he is at Jimmy Changus. I'm at Levdog L E V D O W G. I got some other podcasts. One is all about comic books called Serious Issues. Uh, the other one is called Old Raps and is all about rap music. Why wait for me and Angus to record a radio show? You can do it now. We can hear me doing it. Legally. Legally. Yeah, they paid for a license so I can play whatever songs I like. How Does that extend out to other things you're in? Yeah, it can when we get sued, for sure. That's sick. Um, Thanks, yeah, guys. It's, it's old Raps and Serious Issues. Um, Angus has one called Greenlight Boys, which is apparently coming back very soon. Yeah, I actually got some texts from my co-host during this. Oh, cool. Yeah, putting off the recording. Saying, <laughs> stop telling that story. No, putting off the recording. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the time difference, man. It kills us. It's in New York. I'm here. It's so hard. We get two hours of any day where we could possibly uh, record. And it's either very early morning and very late night, vice versa. And it's just so hard. The struggle. That explains it. I'm sorry, bro. It's fine. See, this is... We're beautiful. We're in the same time zone, the same room. It's so much easier. We do it by sky. It's just... it's, it's, It's hard. Greenlight boys, check it out because Angus puts a lot of hard work into that. Maybe it'll come back. Um, thank the you so much for listening. This episode it was now the end. It's no. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry for the uh, small hiatus, and I hope this is a very long episode made up for it. Yeah, but most importantly, Angus, don't talk to me if you see me at the Market City Tavern with a tiger on tap. And enjoy your morning. Enjoy your morning. <laughs> hey! Bam! 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 This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah.